And we are back, motherfuckers. And three geeks in the pod. John George is John here. Yorga. We are in the building. Out here talking about stupid shit. Crazy shit today, man. We've been sitting <laughs> up there talking about before this microphone came on. Hopefully it wasn't on. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those conversations can never see the light of day. Hell right? no. Nah, like ever. <laughs> Hell no. But you got the volume down? Hmm? You got the volume down? Oh, yeah, I got my shit on Do Not Disturb. All right, good shit. I don't even want to be disturbed. <clears throat> but how's everything? How was your... Well, I know how your weekend was kind of shitty, right? Uh, it, it was actually fine up until I got sick. Oh. Honestly, like, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Like, my little brother had a little birthday party for his 17th. Oh, birthday. shit. You I was going to ask you, then you got to stop calling me. I mean, he knows your little brother forever, but you got to start calling your little brother. Because <laughs> it's one of a grown-ass man. Uh, we're 10 years apart, dog. He's always going to be my little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be different if it was like three, four years. Uh, it's, that's a whole solid 10. I'm 27, he's 17. He's yeah. yeah, yeah, me and my brother um, seven years apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, still a big enough gap for you to keep calling him your little brother. No, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But yeah, 17 is a good age, 17, man. bro. And <laughs> the little shit's in the... Which is a good thing. Like, I don't want to act like it's not. They're, my whole my family, they're all like super really in the church right now, which is good, right? You know, everybody finding something, right? And uh, he, he had been homeschooled for a while. Right, since like I think maybe sixth, seventh grade, he's been homeschooled. He's in high school now and still homeschooled. Right, uh, so like seeing him in church and having all these friends in church or whatever, him interacting, mm-hmm. he he like glows in a new light. He's not like so dreary and like you know like super like not depressed, but like like he just you know come on whole, come, come on yeah, show there we go. He, he seemed like he was in a show a lot. Now he coming out. You know what I mean? Having friends, yeah, there was a crap ton of teenagers at that party. And they're, they're all fucking, hanging out. Fucking headache, huh? Oh my gosh! I think one of these little assholes got me sick, but whatever. They're playing basketball outside or inside, playing with like drums because he got like a huge ass drum set and everything. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was fun watching them. It was fun watching the youth be the youth mm. up until took, I got sick. Took, and you, I, back, took you yeah. back. Yeah, yeah took you know, a couple I mean? decades. And it made me feel old, but it, it I was like, this is nice. I, I like watching the, the young kids be young kids. You know, not doing anything, and then, then you know, not fucking around and not just having fun. You know what I mean? Actually, how about you how was your weekend bro um it was okay I didn't really do much um I worked work yeah work oh, Friday was interesting Saturday, uh, Friday or Saturday was interesting but nothing oh, too okay. nothing too crazy I'll tell you off the mic alright alright nothing too crazy yeah, I mean crazy. I can tell you now it's not really that crazy it just, ahead, bro. just I, I resolved the situation that I've been needing to resolve for like a long time and it it, it, uh, it helped my mental put it like that okay well, good shit Yep. All right, good shit. But let's get, let's get into the shits for the day. Oh, yeah, we man. got some shit to get into. We missed a goddamn. Hey, we missed a week. Yeah, we still got still got to upload the last week's episode, man. That shit is long as fuck. Yeah, but that'll be up. This hope we get this one out sooner too. I'm gonna try to listen to this one tonight because I ain't really got shit. Why well, you got shit to do? But that's what it is. But we get right into the shits. Right, 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 right into the shit. I know you can't wait to talk about this shit. I knew you couldn't wait to talk about this shit. You've been, you've been anticipating this for so long. <laughs> but fucking James Gunn, James Gunn officially announces. Well, first of all, before, because before he even announced it, well, let me just say it. James Gunn officially announces that he's going to direct Superman Legacy. We already knew he was writing it, but now James Gunn is officially writing and directing surprise, Super, surprise. Superman Legacy that's coming out in two thousand. And 25. But before he announced it, Tom King had already spilled the beans. Tom King did some interview and he was like, yeah, um, you know, James is uh, writing it. He's going to direct it. 
And then, like, people were picking it up, but people were like, I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he knows something we don't know, because James wasn't saying that yet. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out to um, to be true. It turned out to be true. Uh, let me just, before, because he, he, he put out a statement. And I have it here. He put out a statement for, you know, the press release for it and everything. And then they also released a synopsis for the movie, which is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, you know, pretty basic synopsis, but it's... You know, it's something for the movie. Something, okay. even though it's a little bit far out. They so, gotta read it. Yeah, let me let me pull it up here. Okay, so this is what James Gunn had to say about directing Superman Legacy. Yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released on July 11th, 2025. My brother Matt said when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, dude, it's Dad's birthday. I hadn't realized. It has been a long road to this point. I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no because I didn't have a way in that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. It has been a long road to this point. I was offered super. Oh, he, he yes, he he made a mistake in his post and he like posted the same paragraph twice. And then, uh, uh, then a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in. In many ways, centering around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take on writing the script, but I was hesitant to direct. Despite the constant pestering by Peter Safran and others to commit, he put sorry Peter in a quotation, uh, just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally, enough to spend over two years directing it, especially not something of this magnitude. But the long and the short of it is, I love this script, and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey. Up, up, in a way, is how he ended it. So, he'll be directing the film, writing film. We still don't know who's going to play Superman as yet, but we got the release date. Thoughts? That's horseshit. I think he knew from the beginning he was going to direct it. You think he knew from the beginning? Absolutely. I just think he was waiting for shit to die out a little bit. like Because, <clears throat> you know, like people like when shit turns, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't put too much attention onto one thing when it's trending because then that'll get lost in the trend. Right. You know what I mean? Like too much information all at once will stop it from trending. I think that's what it was. I think this was literally just like a like a PR thing. Like Warner Brothers maybe didn't want him to reveal it just yet. You know what I mean? And then sprinkle on a little bit of uh a little bit of a personal like indication, you know what I mean, with the whole dad and brother thing, May, whatever, March, whatever. whatever <laughs> July 11th. Yeah. I'm, I'm smelling bullshit across the whole board. I'm no, pretty sure I, he's, I'm pretty I'll sure he knew this. from the very fucking beginning, Doug. No, well, he says he was offered it Superman years ago, right? When that tells me, this is another thing, because I see people, I just want to, I just want to clarify something too, because I see people like getting mad and they're like blaming him for like the Henry Cavill thing and you're like, okay, well that means that Henry never had a fair shake and you know, if they offered him Superman years ago, then Henry was never really going to come back. He never had a fair shake. That has nothing to do with James Gunn. I think people need to understand how films work. When a studio orders a movie, oftentimes, or all, or just say, 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 one of us wants a Superman movie, right? Like they would, right? Because Superman hasn't had a movie, a solo movie since 2013. So when they want a Superman movie, what they do is they put it out that they want a Superman movie to the, you know, the writers and directors who would be interested. These writers and directors then work on their draft of what their Superman movie would be. They're going to be taking in multiple scripts at the same time. And then they're going to, they're going to order multiple scripts at the same time. That's how studios work. Like they're not going to just 
like it's not like Marvel where like I think people have gotten used to the Marvel form where like Marvel like they kind of know where they're going. <coughs> Excuse me. They they kind of know where they're going like every kind of step of the way. So like right. for instance, like they're gonna do Captain America two. They know when they know when it's gonna come out. They just they don't even necessarily need somebody to come up. They don't need somebody to come up with the plot. They know exactly what the plot's gonna be, but they just need somebody that can write it within the frame of how they want it to be written. So then they hire a writer to then write that movie within the frame and then make sure it leads into this next thing and whatever, whatever. But for this Superman thing, they didn't know if it was going to be Henry Cavill. They didn't know it was going to be a reboot. They didn't know it was Michael B. Jordan's thing. They don't know whatever works first. Just whatever script gets here first and is like the best thing. That's what we're going to choose. That's kind of how these things work. When they were, you know, before Superman Returns, they were going to do Superman Flyby. You know, J.J. Abrams' project, you know, was in... Pre, got into fucking pre-production and shit. They were fucking doing costume tests for that shit. Um, you know, Justice League Immortal, you know, and then that ended up getting canceled. So a lot of times, like, they'll order a script, you know, while something else is already in production. That's not like, that doesn't mean like James Gunn was like plotting on Henry Cowell or whatever. You know, like people get, like jump to like weird conclusions. Like, I just think like they had, they had asked James Gunn to write a Superman script and then in him writing that and then also him having worked on Suicide Squad, him also coming from Marvel and having that Marvel formula when they were looking for somebody to be the president of DC Studios. Oh, shit. Look at James. I mean, he, he you know, all these things I just listed and he's fucking writing a Superman movie for us. Let's give him a shot. And I think that's kind of like how it happens. Him not knowing he was going to direct it. I think that comes from like not necessarily, I, because I, I, I believe this was always his vision. Like, it's always his movie. So he probably would see himself directing it. Maybe that is a little bit of bullshit. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But I think that him not knowing if he's going to direct it, I think that's more to do with him being a president. Like, am I going to have enough time to direct it? I think it's that. Like, I think it's that. That was, like, you know, the whole thing. And then plus, like he said, he didn't know if, like, he should be the one to bring it. Like, because he's the president now, so he has to think of it from, like, a business standpoint. Like, is there somebody else who could do a better job? Is there somebody who could bring the story? Yes. But, I mean, you write Surprise, the... surprise. No one else is good enough for the job. Like, <laughs> I, I, no, I feel not, like giving him too much credit, though. Not necessarily that somebody else could have made a better Superman movie, but just maybe nobody could have made the movie that he wrote, and I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody could, like... If you would have taken that Guardian script, right? The first Guardians. If you would have taken that script, and then you would have gave it to Josh Whedon, that movie doesn't come out the same way. You know what I mean? That's not fair. <laughs> no, no, no. It's That's, just... <laughs> That's not a fair example. Josh, Josh Whedon. See, this is the thing about Josh. Josh Whedon was this praised, highly praised director and writer before we found out he was, you know, a piece of shit. Piece of shit, right? Like, so, that, I just think, I'm not saying it would have been bad. I'm just saying <coughs> it wouldn't have been, I'm just saying it wouldn't have been the same. Right. You know what I mean? So, I just think that him writing Superman, he looks at it and goes, okay, I can bring this to life. You know what I mean? Now, because I, I know you're going to, I want to ask you, like, what you think about this movie? Like, what's, how it's going to turn out? And how you think it's going to look and all that stuff? But let me read the synopsis because I have it here. Hold on. This is the synopsis for Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy tells the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way, guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old fashioned. That sounds mad interesting. That sounds lame as fuck. Who's this villain? Who is he fighting? Like, oh, John. I don't want to fucking... No, that is John. definitely fucking important. Dog. Don't act John. like it's not. It's important, but John... This sounds like a coming, John, 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 a, a John, fucking John, coming of John, age movie. The fuck? John, we don't need that shit from another John, Superman movie. Fuck out of here John, with that, dog. Yeah. Don't defend that shit. You know that I shit sounds like it sucks. It. Because it's not a coming of age story. It's not saying he's got to figure out who he is. What the fuck did you just read? 
John. It says he has to reconcile those two identities, not figure out who they are. What the fuck does that, that mean? Like he's got he's got to bring them to fucking together. Yes, to John. figure out how to make it work and in, in actually to figure out how to be himself, how to With, be Superman. No, he's already himself. He's got to figure out how he fits into this world that thinks he's too old fashioned. I think that's that's Superman's problem in itself because now you oh we talk about God, this. Dog, we talk about so this lame, all the dog. time. We talk about this so all no the time. So no hint at who's fucking the who's the villain or anything like that. That sounds yeah. like the major the problem. Gonna doesn't be like, come out for the, two years. That sounds John. like to me like his problem is is within, and then he has to deal with that problem within. That's lame. James as fuck. James Gunn has already said that his Superman, his greatest weakness, um, is 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 essentially like that he cares too much. It's not that he has a weakness. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. I, that's Superman. Dude, that's <laughs> literally Superman. I don't understand like what the problem is with Superman being Superman. No, Superman can fucking be Superman. That's the nonsense. Sound a fucking retarded. Like it's. Like you can have that without that being being it's the main a real, fucking focal point of a movie. First, though. it's a first of all, it's the first synopsis. It's the first synopsis we've gotten. All right, but but since if it's I the only one back, we have, this is the one we're talking about in judging. But I'm now, sure if okay? I went back and found the first ever synopsis for Man of Steel, it wouldn't say all the details. Okay, but this is the one we have now, and we're talking about that one now and judging that one now, and it sounds fucking stupid. Hey, we've known that this was the synopsis stupid. essentially for a long time, yeah, though. And it it's, it was stupid then, and it's still stupid now, dog. That sounds so. fucking lame as hell. I dog. don't, I don't think. Like so. Superman has to figure out how to put these two pieces of himself together to be the great like American. Go get the fuck out of here with that What's dog. wrong with that? It's fucking whack. It kind of, it, it sounds a lot like his biggest problem is literally just going to be finding himself in that movie. It's guys. not, it's not about finding himself. It's about reconciling his place with humanity. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily about just like finding himself. It's not necessarily, are you calling it a coming of age story? That's what the but fuck James, it sounds James like. James Gunn has already confirmed it. First of all, those rumors about him being 25 and all, those are just rumors. He has said that. That's not, that's not something he's ever confirmed. He's confirmed that Superman is younger than Henry Cavill in the movie, but he never confirmed that the, that the movie was about like a coming of. Okay, so he, did he deny that that was going to be the age, or did he just he say denied. those are just rumors? He said he said that I don't know where this is coming from. I never said that. That's exactly what he said. Okay, but did he flat out say this isn't? going You need be him to Superman? flat out say Superman won't be twenty five. Wouldn't you to know for a fact that this isn't going to be like a twenty five year old, twenty six year old kid trying to figure out life? If he, all he said was, I didn't say this, that doesn't mean that's not the truth. Or that's if, not the direction they're going in. If he, Especially if he left it ambiguous like that. Even if... Especially for a guy that flat out denies things on fucking Twitter when people, you know, come up with all these ridiculous fucking rumors. He... Well, no, actually, he said all I said was that he'd be younger than this Batman. Okay, so he didn't deny that it was going to be... He didn't... Okay, he didn't He didn't confirm an age. He didn't, he didn't even confirm say, an age, but... It's, it, he didn't can, even flat out deny that accusation. He just said all I said was that he was going to be younger. And you can take from that that he won't be 25. Ah, but from a guy that sits here and flats out, like, flat out, like, you know, flattens these fucking rumors on Twitter, that was yeah. kind of ambiguous, though. The movie is still being written. That's another thing, too. The movie is in pre-production. You talk, you're talking about this like, nope, so you're talking about, we don't know who the villain is. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. We don't even know who the villain is. But go ahead, dude, go off. You tell me, tell me more why you don't like it. I, tell me now, more. Tell, tell, me more. tell me why you like it. Tell me more. I, I, I tell, I'm going to tell you why I think that it could be good him, the good things about why, you know, what could turn out good about him directing it, just based on, because I already know there's a million reasons why I could go bad, but I'm going to let you do that because that's what you're good, you're good at shitting on James Gunn. Oh, bro, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I've spent episode shitting on exactly. him, dog. like, it is, it'll exactly. literally just be fucking like Peter Quill, just not Peter Quill in a fucking red cape. You and him is like 
uh, it's like Peter Griffin and the chicken. Like, y'all constantly, I want you and James Gunn to scrap. Because y'all, because <laughs> the, the animosity is crazy. I will fold him like a lawn chair. The animosity dog. is crazy. Like, nah. I nah, don't know. You want to see all that, dog? Nah. But back to what the fuck we're talking about now. Nah, nah, bro. That's just something whack as fuck, bro. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what did you want it to say? Superman faces Dark Side and its greatest battle. It doesn't have to be Dark Side, but it could be some fucking like global shit or something like some serious motherfucker like Brainiac but, um, or fucking what, like Mogul or something. What about the story, Jen? What would the story be? I'm gonna ask you what the story would be if he fights Mongo. What's the story gonna be? Just Mongo shows up? It could easily be whatever leads on into this huge ten year fucking plan. It could be so. Somewhere... It's all about setting up something else. Why wasn't, not? Wasn't that the problem with Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman? Isn't that what led those movies to failing critically and commercially? That was a lot of things that WB yeah, did dog, like in those, those movies. Those were that those led them to go like those were really some bad. of the main reasons, though. Those were some of the main reasons that led to their destruction. But I this is but that's, that's not a formula that's bad though. It's just the way they went about it was fucking bad. Marvel's been doing that exact same formula since the beginning, setting up for something no, fucking bigger. Yes, setting up for something bigger. But still, those early Marvel movies very much maintained their independence too. Iron Man stands on its own with or without that Nick Fury scene at the end. You could watch that entire movie and still be an amazing movie and wonder what happens in the future without that Nick Fury scene. But the Nick Fury scene adds something else to it. I think a lot of these Marvel movies now have kind of become this whole movie is to set up another movie. That's making a bad movie. And Marvel, they've done that some, but they've done a lot less of it than than fucking uh, DC has. Because DC literally took Superman's second movie and turned it into... You know, a prequel to fucking Justice League, and and then take Zack Snyder takes Justice League, and let's be for real, Justice League is a prequel for some shit we'll never see. Like we don't get Dark Side in the movie; they're taking on Steppenwolf for whatever fucking reason. Superman is a side character in the first ever fucking Justice League movie. It's all like it's all teasing this future battle with Darkseid. We're seeing this apocalyptic future. It's teasing shit that we're never gonna see. And those these movies are constantly, constantly trying to like tease us about something that's coming. Right, so what's your point? What are you shitting on? The planning? Because that's exactly what what James Gunn is doing with these DC movies. Yeah, he's planning. He's not doing it the same way. He's not doing this. No, but he's doing it. He's still doing it. It's obviously not the same way. Obviously, you don't want to follow the old formula that fucked everything up, but you're still planning shit out. You're telling me that we need to know who he's fighting, what it's going to lead into. I'm saying we don't need to know that right now. First, we need to make sure he's going to make a good Superman movie. It's going to be true to the character, and the movie's going to be good. We're going to find out who the villain is. How do you do that without a good villain? How do you do that with some shit shit? How how do you do that if the fucking main point of the movie is for this fucker to figure out how to be Clark and uh, Superman? Yeah, there'll be a villain. Okay, for instance, the main main plot of Spider-Man Homecoming is for Peter to figure out how to balance his superhero life with his normal life. But the plot, but the the villain plot is still Vulture trying to deal with uh, being replaced, you know, his job, his job being taken and him trying to take care of his family after the fact, after, you know, Stark has come in. Peter's like 15. You still, what I'm saying. That makes so much more sense. That's that's not the point of what I'm saying. I'm saying this, the main, his story. Yeah, but I'm telling you that works because he's like 15. His main story informs the plot is what I'm saying. Like in, in his he, what's going on with Peter also informs the plot. So whereas the oh, the first synopsis for Homecoming was something similar to what we got for for this, and that works because he's like 15. Yeah, it works because it's the it's the first movie with that character. It dog. It works because he's literally a teenager it still works in high because school because it's his first solo it makes movie. Sense. That makes total sense with a fucking 15 year old hero. 
it makes sense when you got a Peter Parker hero that's almost always a teenager when it starts off. Yeah, that's when I it makes think, sense. I think when, if this Superman's already a grown ass man, he still has to find himself, even if he is twenty five. That's still kind of I late in the game to trying to find I yourself. Keep saying find himself. I don't feel like that's what that said. He already understands his heritage on both sides, but it's how that heritage can help him fit into this world, this new world, this today world. It's still Superman. I think that's the whole point. Is that Superman? We're gonna come back to who Superman is because I feel like. Uh, film-wise, we haven't really got that in <laughs> shit. I, in my opinion, film-wise, we haven't got that in over thirty years. Like we haven't got the, the actual true portrayal of what Superman is and could be. We haven't got that in over thirty years. So, film-wise, people need to be reminded of that. I understand how that's like central to like the plot again, and I understand how like in a, in a meta kind of way, James Gunn is saying like the world has changed. People have changed. What they want from superheroes has changed. But what's great about Superman is that he was the first hero. Oh, and he necessarily is this like constant. He's this constant. He doesn't really need to change. We've seen that in, in, in stories like, uh, you know, like Metal or or um, what's that Batman last night on Earth where they showed like, you know, in every generation, you know, there'll be a Superman. And it'll, it's this constant. He's this universal constant. Like he hasn't changed, but the world around him has. And like his upbringing how can he use his upbringing and the history of Krypton together to like to make the world a better place? You know what I'm saying? I don't think that has to do with him personally. I think that has to do like how, how do you figure that has nothing to do with him personally? Like it doesn't have to do with his psyche necessarily. It doesn't have to do with him like finding out who he is. In the man of steel, he was trying to figure out who he is. This seems like how he's trying to figure out who he needs to be for the people. You know what I mean? Kind of like what we needed from Batman versus Superman. We needed that from Batman vs. Superman, but Batman vs. Superman was too busy trying to set up Justice League, trying to have, you know, set up Ben Affleck and why he's angry with This Superman. movie sounds like it's going to be him literally just saving people out of, like, burning buildings We don't. Shit. Come on now. That's, I feel that's like exactly you, what you the can't, you can't get like, all right? that from that synopsis. There's no that's way. That's exactly what it sounds like, Doc. There's no way. You're pulling the strings. There's no way. From this alone, yeah, that's exactly what the fuck it sounds like. There's going to be a soft-ass fucking movie. Okay. It's going to be a soft movie. So he's not gonna say he's not gonna fight nobody in the movie, in your opinion. No one, no one of notable fucking worth. Why his his worst villain would probably be a human in a mech suit. That's the thing, though. Like he has Superman's like, I want to see Superman fight like other villains. What about Atomic Skull? What about uh, Ultra Human Knight? What about like what about these characters that we don't necessarily see? I'm tired of seeing. I know what you want. I know what you want. Okay, I know you want Superman to fight Zod for the upteenth time. But please, or Doomsday. Oh fuck you! I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> fuck you! I don't want to see the fuck that out shit. Of here. He has a whole fucking I like you said. He has a whole rogue gallery of fucking villains and you that can keep up in a fucking him. fight. That can keep up in a fight where you don't have to depower him or nerf him to fight a fucking guy in a me- in a metal suit. On Earth. Okay, this this, this this is what I wanted to find right here because you want that bullshit talking about the synopsis. I had to find it. This, I'm going to read you a synopsis and you tell me what this sounds like. With the imminent destruction of Krypton, their home planet, Jor-El and his wife seek to preserve their race by sending their infant son to Earth. The child's spacecraft lands at the farm of Jonathan and Martha Kent, who name him Clark and raise him as their own son. Through his extraordinary abilities have led to the adult Clark living on the fringe of society. He finds he he must become a hero to save those he loves. Don't tell me who the villain is. 
Don't tell me what he's fighting for. Sound very like the basic plot of Superman, don't it? That was the synopsis for Man of Steel. And that was a great fucking movie. But, but John, what was the difference in that synopsis and the synopsis I just read? The fucking synopsis you just read made it sound like he was trying to figure out who the fuck he's supposed to be. Like, it, that doesn't make any that, fucking sense. John, John, John that's, what, that's what Superman, you just said about Superman Legacy. And you love Man of Steel, and that's the, what we have for the synopsis for Man of Steel. That's all we had. We didn't know nothing. So how can you sit and say that Superman Legacy is going to be bad or it's going to Re- be this way? Remember this conversation. Though. I will remember, remember this conversation. <laughs> because so far, so far, I've been calling shit about this fucking, this fucker here. And it's, it's been coming out pretty right so far, dog. All right? so. Yeah. I'm just saying, you prejudging the whole movie. Ju- go ahead and jump to, go ahead and jump to the next part about no, him no. talking about his wife. I want, I want, I want, I want to get to that one Yeah, too. we'll get to that too. Yeah, but one ahead. second, let's stay on Superman for a second because let's talk about what could, because you, I wanted to get all the bad stuff out of the way. Let's talk about what could be good about it. I just want to say, off top, what could be good at him directing it? I think color-wise, it'll be good. What What does that mean? What do you mean? Like, I mean, like, color palette-wise. Like, I think it'll be a colorful movie. I think, like, cinematography-wise, it'll look really good. I think, like, the colors will pop. Superman will be bright again. I don't like Superman with these muted colors. Because, like, the idea of Man of Steel was, like, let's Dark Knight Superman. You know what I mean? Like, let's do what the Dark Knight... That's why Christopher Nolan produced it and stuff like that. Like, let's do... That's why David S. Goyer, you know, he wrote it. Man of Steel. So, and Batman vs Superman too. Until they re, you know they took him out and then they had Chris Terrio rewrite it. But let's take that character, this bright sunny character, and let's like Christopher Nolan esque the movie up. And that's kind of like what Man of Steel is. I don't want that for this new Superman. Like I want the movie to be bright. I want the technology to look cool. I want the like the you know like have you ever seen like the Silver Age Krypton and all that stuff where they all had like different they all had like different symbols and all but they all were like different colors and stuff like that it was like a real the place just kind of like popped you know what I'm saying it damn near looked like a more serious version <laughs> of the Jetsons <laughs> you know what I'm saying kind of like a more serious version of the Jetsons how the technology was this was before I don't want to see the crystal, the, the crystal technology you know because and it seemed like he's delving into the more the Silver Age because the picture that they've shown continuously is um is All-Star Superman alright and, you know, that's like a homage to the Silver Age. So I feel like a lot of that Silver Age stuff will be coming back. I think that's, I was talking to Cam about this. That's an opportunity to see a different type of fortress. You know, the fortress is kind of like hidden in the in the Arctic, but not, it's not necessarily like an ice palace. You know what I'm saying? It's It's got all this, you know, Kryptonian technology and stuff and technology from other worlds and the, the zoo and, the, you know, the animals from other planets and stuff like that. Like, I want to see all that, but I just think visually, I think it will look really stunning because I remember we're going to see that first Guardians of the Galaxy or not I, I didn't see it in theaters and I remember being like damn I wish I would have saw this in theaters because visually it just looked so appe- appealing and I feel like the same about the second you know the second one wasn't as good so I think visually it looked cool also I think <clears throat> and I can't say this for sure because I don't know how he, how he plans to do it but I think like how he'll show the powers would be cool too I feel like that's going to come out really cool because he's going to definitely like do it in an interesting way because like, I, I don't want I don't want them to think of Superman in a realistic way. At all, like how he moves. I don't want them to think because like a lot of things like Man of Steel. Not just those movies. I love those movies. I love Man of Steel rather. Um, but a lot of it was thought of like, well, if this was real, how would it happen? Like I want Superman to break all the laws of physics. In what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? Like a lot of that, a lot of those movies were like because it was very Christopher Nolan esque. It was like 
well, you know, this would happen. If this was real, then it would happen like this. You know what I mean? It was a lot of that. Give me, give me an example. Like what? what like I, I know what you're saying, but give me an example. Like what? what I'm trying like to a scene think, or something. I'm trying to think here. Um, off the top of my head, I would say like maybe the Jonathan Kent scene, like where he dies. Like, how, like the like, tornado thing. Yeah, like how Clark's speed is kind of like portrayed. You know what I mean? Like he can't just like in those movies he can't just like whoosh. And, like, you know, like, instantly grabs someone and, like, be back or whatever. That type of thing. And also, like, when he's flying, I remember, like, uh, and man, still, when he does, like, the first flight, right? And he's, like, kind of, like, trying to steer himself. And he's, like, really trying to, like, like find his balance and everything. And then he finds his balance and then he can, like, really fly correctly. I want, you know, you remember the, the Fletcher cartoons? No. 19, like, the, the, real, the real old Superman cartoons, the Fletcher cartoons. Where he has that, the, Superman and Lois redid the suit. Okay, okay, yeah. Those cartoons. You, you remember how Superman moved in those cartoons? I would really love for Superman to move like that. He had like a freedom to his movement that just felt like he could do anything. Like how he jumped up, like how he flew, like how he would like, you know, a laser would shoot at him. He'd dive like kind of under the laser and around it and fly. And then like it just didn't seem like this could be humanly done. Obviously a person can't fly, but like a lot of the times I think when they do it in the movies, they think of, like, how it would be if a person was to do this. I want it to, like, literally break the laws of physics. You know what I mean? Because he is a person that could break the laws of physics. I don't want it to seem like this is something that would happen in reality. I don't know how to explain it, but... Uh, but if you... If anybody's listening to go back and you go look at those Fletcher cartoons and how Superman kind of moved and those... And the way he would, like, when he would jump or fly in the air and he'd have that, like, agile, like... Agility to him when he would, when he would fly, kind of like that. Uh, okay, I, I can agree with the whole color palette thing. Like you know what I mean? Like okay, it was done once when it was all muted and whatever. So it'd be kind of cool to see some pop of colors. I agree with that, but uh, I, I, I kind of like those uh, those scenes where it's kind of like like a hint of like realism in it. You know I get, yeah, I get what yeah, you. Like you know what I mean? Like the whole when he was first learning how to fly, he fell a couple times, got up, and was just like kind of like just hopping at one point and then like eventually learn how to actually balance himself out and shit. Right, right. I, I actually kind of like that a little bit. That like, was cool. That was, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like it was a new interpretation. If it's a new interpretation, like I would like to see him add something. That would be one thing yeah, I feel I, like he could add to it. It'd be really cool. Like I know CGI and green screen and shit, but like I feel like if, if you have a scene where like they're actually on the wire, you know what I mean? Like on the wire and then they're flying and stuff, it'd be kind of hard to do that whole breaking the laws of physics because they still got to like actually apply the laws of physics with the you know the wire itself see what I'm saying I know green screen CGI you can go ahead and do it it wouldn't be that big of a deal right but like for a scene that you got the actor actually in it you know what I mean it might be hard to see them like bend or like twirl or even like you know move a certain way without it like looking a little a little off maybe you, you I get saying? what you're saying. You like, saying like for the CGI part say by all means you could do that as long as they're willing to put the money what, in, they could I mean, do it what man is still did I mean when Zach and I was shooting that they would shoot like the action scene where like Henry Cavill would like jump he would lunge forward and like so the lunge itself would be practical and right. then the flight would be CGI so like it would he would lunge and then it would become CGI and it would be like almost like a smooth transition right. if they could do something like that like say he's like flying and it is practical it is him and then it becomes CGI as he like twirls or under the laser or twirls behind the robot or whatever right you know what I mean okay I mean I, as long as yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't, like, look choppy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know uh, the right just, word to describe it, you know? 
I listen, man. I, I understand, like, I, I, you like heroes that have, like, a physical challenge. I get that. And I think Superman could be challenged in this movie, but I think, like, you can show some of the lesser villains. Like, if the movie opens up, like, say the movie was to open up. I don't know how the movie opened up, but say the movie's open up and Superman's, like, fighting, like, three giant-ass robots, like, downtown, right? And, like, he's, like, trying to make sure, you know, people don't get hurt and all that type of stuff. And he's fighting these, like, giant toy-looking robots. And it's, like, toy man he's fighting or something like, at the beginning. Like, that's a cool, like, that's a cool, like, to me showing of the world you know what I'm saying where it doesn't have to be like okay because it seems like every superhero movie uh, a major threat shows up this is going to be the major threat for the movie his henchmen or whatever are going to be like the side threat or whatever I just want to open up a Superman movie and we see his world right at the beginning he's knocking out Toy Man locking him away and then you introduce Parasite and somebody else to the movie thank God I just remembered this before we move on to the wife accusation shit I think this would be awesome. You know who I think it would be awesome to be in Superman Legacy? Parasite. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. I, but I was going to say, as a, not as, a, as the main villain, but as one of the side villains, it'd be super dope to have Idris Elba as Bloodsport in there. And yes, I know that Bloodsport was technically a part of the old DCEU, but that Suicide Squad movie was kind of like on its own thing. And I wouldn't mind them kind of like retconning it to be where he shot this new Superman instead of Henry Cavill. Because we never saw him shoot Henry Cavill. And we never even saw like the images of that or whatever. And if this like this younger Superman, I can more see him getting, you know, caught by a kryptonite bullet. You know what I'm saying? Him being this younger, you know, nicer hero. You know, Henry Cavill looked like you shoot a bullet at him, he'll eat that shit. Like, you know, I mean, like, literally eat it. Like, catch it in his teeth and, like, grit his teeth at you. Like, his eyes are turned red. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, so, I think that would be cool. And it'd be a cool way to keep that Suicide Squad movie kind of, like, in the new canon. Because, I mean, they're saying Peacemaker's still around. Waller's getting a series. And that'd be a cool <coughs> way to it. connect it all. And then Superman Legacy. Now, you could set it before. You could set it after. It doesn't really matter. But it'd be a cool way to connect that to the Suicide Squad movie. And just make sure you could bring back Idris Elba's blood sport too, for the for the larger DC universe, and especially if you have a Lex Luthor in the movie and he hires or Morgan Edge, whomever you know, who's a mysterious bankroller or, or intergang, whatever, and they hire Bloodsport. It'd be cool to have him as one of the the miniature villains. I, I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of the whole Bloodsport shooting Superman thing. Cause it's, we didn't see it, you know. Right. Like, had we seen it, maybe I would have had a different like opinion on it. But like, like as a memory at least. But we didn't see. It. He just said it, and that was like it. Right. If he has right. like, if we see him like take on Superman, it's like right. they have they have a history or whatever, like you know something like that. Like that idea didn't leave a good impression in my, but to me at least in my opinion. So I mean, I... but if the movie opens up and there's like this heist or whatever, and like Bloodsport's a part of it or something like that, that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. But yeah, you bring up the the, the wife thing. I definitely want to get into all that because it's another. I just it's another instance of people just kind of like not understanding. Like it's funny when you like it's funny because you had that thing with James Gunn. Like it's a, it's a funny like it's a funny running joke that you're like he's gonna cast his wife and everything. But like for the sake of like <laughs> people needing to know what they like what's actually going on. Like James Gunn doesn't actually cast his wife in these things like that's not just that's just not how movies work you know what I'm saying like he he recently came out and was like 
Um, well, first of all, let's talk about why you even had to address it. So Shazam 2 is out. Was it called Shazam Fury Fury of the Gods? Fury of the Gods, yeah. That's I haven't seen you seen it? No, but I heard that shit flop. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it, oh my god. Yeah. It's not going to... It's just... I saw somebody... I, 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 I kind of knew put, this was going to fucking flop like this, dog. I saw somebody... That, we, can, we can get into all that, too. But um, I saw somebody say, this is shit's over or some shit shit's like that. Shit's over. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> shit's over. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Um, but they had an after credit scene. Spoiler alerts for Shazam Fury of the Gods, if you care. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. All right, go ahead. But spoiler alert for Shazam Fury of the Gods. And um, it has an after credit scene. I thought about this. Two, right? Two after credits. One, one that sets up Mister Mind again, which okay, because the first one set up Mister Mind in which for some reason they didn't make him the villain of this one, and I think I think okay, here's what I really believe. I I I believe that the idea was to either have him be the villain in this one and then have Black Adam be the villain of three, or have Black Adam be the villain of two. And the Rock didn't want to do that because I as a member, I think the Rock literally said he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do. Black Adam as a solo film first, and then uh, they would have done Mister Mind for the third one after that. But because of The Rock, they had to do this instead. Because of The Rock? No, right. seriously. Because he, because <laughs> what I found out is, so The Rock, you know, he has a seven bucks production company, right. and those production companies ha- had ha- held. They while they were making that movie, they had the rights to those characters, mm-hmm. and they they were the only ones who could use them at that time. So they asked him to appear in Shazam 2 and he said no. And then they all the now the other after credit scene in Shazam 2 is um Harcourt, who is played by uh James Gunn's wife, and the other the, the, the big the big fella, I forget his name, but the computer tech guy okay. from, from Peacemaker Team yeah, Peacemaker yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Team Peacemaker essentially appears at the end and I for some reason I don't know if they're working with the judge. They asked Billy Batson to be a part of the Justice Society. And the whole joke at the end is he thinks that they're talking about Justice League, and he's like, "Wait, is that the one with Wonder Woman?" And they're like, "No," and they're like, "You know, just society." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "You can't name yourself something with justice." And it's a whole thing, but it's kind of a silly scene. But people were like, "What the fuck?" Like, why would two government agents show up to ask him to be a part of of uh, of, of JSA, just the yeah. JSA? Why wouldn't the JSA show up? And then on top of that, everybody now then they were getting on James Gunn because it's you know, it's his wife and stuff like that. So that's why James Gunn got on Twitter and he was like, first of all, I didn't cast my wife in this. I, the only movie that DC thing that she's been in that I cast her in was, uh, I think, Peacemaker. Or Suicide Squad, rather. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, which then leads into Peacemaker. So he's like, that's the only thing I've ever cast her in. Anything else she's ever appeared in, that was their own, you know what I'm saying, that's the director's choice or casting, because there are there, people don't know this too. A director doesn't even necessarily always choose the cast. Like, he might choose, like, the main cast. But the rest of the cast that fills it up, they have a casting director for that. You know what I mean? So, like, he's not literally casting his wife in these movies. And I can understand how that'd be frustrating. Not just for him, because it's like, okay, I'm not just giving my wife a job here. But then for her, who is an actress who has her own career and who had a career before she was married to James Gunn and stuff like that, I can understand how that's frustrating to me now you're getting these roles. I like actually like the hardcore character. She's a funny character. And, you know, tough, badass character. And she's getting these roles. And then people are like, oh, you're only getting them because you're husband. And this 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 string of events is really not has nothing to do with James Gunn. Because this is more, has to say, has more to do with The Rock. Because, so apparently, this is reported by The Rap. Apparently, uh, is it Sandberg, that's who, who did the um, Shazam movie? I believe so. 
I believe in Sandberg. I believe in Sandberg who directed it. He wanted the JSA to appear. Two member, two or three members of the... Uh, they had wrote it. as two or three members of the JSA would appear. Then they found out... Uh, he said he found out last second that that fell through and that was no longer going to happen. And the rap is reporting that it was The Rock who didn't want those characters to appear in that film. Disconnecting it from uh, Black Adam. But you see a lot of if you see a lot of the articles right now, uh, a, a lot a lot of people a lot of the different sites are like basically blaming The Rock for the, the, the destruction of both of those me, destruction of both of those franchises because of a post credit scene that doesn't make any sense. No, because because Black Adam is a is a Shazam villain, and I saw I saw a great I saw a great post um, somebody shared the other day, and it was like, you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger when he became the Terminator I don't know if you've seen this post <coughs> they said when he became the Terminator he was you know hesitant about it because he was playing a silent villain and he was like I don't know if this is giving because he had played Conan before that and all that shit and he was trying to be like you know action star and he was like I don't, this might send me backwards so but he was he trusted the director he trusted the vision and Terminator is his fucking most recognizable role to this day and the first one is held is still one of the greatest movies ever one and two people were saying is that like black uh the rock wasn't comfortable with black adam being a straight up villain he needed to tweak and change the character to fit his initiative and what he wanted to do and because of that it's kind of led to the failure of, of two franchises meaning that by taking him out of shazam you've essentially you've that's like taking the joker out of batman like, like you've essentially weakened the Shazam's like you know narrative. Like he's supposed to have like this this rival character who was the the chosen one before him. You know what I'm saying? And that's supposed to be like his main villain. So you take that from him, that kind of makes his franchise weaker. Then you try to create a separate franchise of Black Adam, and because because people are smart, even the general audience is smart enough to know these two characters are connected. Because even if you didn't know that Black Adam was Shazam's villain, you go see Black Adam and this motherfucker saying Shazam. You're like, wait. This is the same thing, and they, they don't seem connected at all. The general audience is then confused, and then Black Adam isn't is a was a I thought was an okay movie or a good movie, but not a great movie. It wasn't enough, and then it still doesn't have any connection to Shazam. It wasn't great enough to then make us more interested in Shazam, and it wasn't good enough to get a sequel. But if those movies were together, those characters were together, they may have done. Wouldn't you be more interested to see a Shazam movie where he's fighting Black Adam? Then see him fight these, you know, two, these three unnamed, what are they, goddesses we've never seen before or something like that? No. <laughs> the point is, listen, I, I get that you're not no, too interested. like, I was, I was 100% okay with Black, with The Rock doing his own thing with Black Adam. Because that Shazam, the first Shazam movie was, was garbage. The second one, clearly not doing so well. And for them to blame it on post-credit scenes and being like, oh, it was The Rock's fault. I don't think they were here. blaming it on the post-credit scenes. The movie's too weak to yeah. fucking hold itself up and now you're getting mad because they couldn't get JSA members for a post-credit scene. But clearly, Black Adam was, he had, had the JSA. Yeah, but how was that The Rock's fault? Like, don't even, he was always gonna do his thing. There was no denying that. Who, the, who knows The Rock in the real world that doesn't know that this motherfucker was gonna make it about himself? Who gave him the characters? Who sold him the right to the characters for the movie? Would that not be WB? Would WB and D or Warner Brothers Discovery or whoever, would they not they, have been they the ones? partner with him, yeah. Okay, so like how how is it The Rock's fault that this, like, we're surprised that he got characters he's always wanted to do projects with for, you know, to make himself the star, which that was going to be, that was obvious. 
and you're surprised that he didn't want to do anything that would compromise himself as the star. I don't think that would have. Com- I think that I think the point of what people are saying is that wouldn't have compromised him as a star. They're saying that his ego has allowed him to actually beat the very thing he was. You know, kind of like Obi Wan. Obi Wan <laughs> tells Anakin in the Avengers, "You become the very thing you swore to defeat." It's that type of thing where it's like you didn't want to compromise the movie, and you kind of may have by you know by not having them be connected to like the large. They're supposed to be this larger connected universe. And you have two characters who are literally have the same, like, you know, their their same origin to their powers. Their stories are literally hand in hand. They're opposite sides of the same coin. And then you just disconnect them. I think to the audience that just doesn't make any sense. Well, okay, so then, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Okay, so then is the Shazam series, is it over? Has James Gunn, like, like you know, I mean, we fired the gun? We, we don't know. We don't know. Right? We know for a fact well, we know Sandberg is black. done. We know there's not going to be another Black Adam movie, though. We know that for sure. Correct. The Rock doesn't have the the ownership over these characters anymore at all, right? It was just for one movie. I'm assuming, yeah. Okay, so then what's the stop in like three or four years for them to do another movie? Five years? No, I'm saying they can do another Shazam movie. We're so, just talking about like the things that led to, to these to events. This, it's because it was it's a weak move. They're weak movies. They're they're weak movies, and unfortunately, like it's like. They're weak I, movies, and they're trying to blame a whole nother, like... Despite me not, like, I'm not a fan of Zachary Levi as Shazam, I thought the first movie was pretty good. I haven't seen the second movie, but I've heard terrible. I, I've seen the first movie. The first movie is not good at all. I, I like the I like the first movie because it's a kid's movie. It's like, it's a, it feels like a kid's movie. It's so, supposed to be a kid's that's movie. That's crazy. So why would The Rock, like, like if, even if you could, like, if anybody could just imagine putting yourself in that position, you finally got a character that, whether you like comics or not, that's a character he's been wanting to play for the longest time, whether he's really into it or not. He's if, obviously talked about it. Yeah, but if you want to why play, the would he put in, play the character, he didn't. And he obviously he did. did. He he didn't to his own degree, though. He didn't. He did. Like Black Adam has his own fucking like problems in the the comic universe. It's not always Shazam. It's not always Captain Marvel or Shazam, whatever licensing right name they got this time. Like, for, the it's ma- not... for the majority of his career, it's been him versus Shazam. Cool, but we've seen him in so many other instances do other things, go up against other people, and like team up with, with like the JSA, the Justice League. We've seen him do that. It's not always revolved around Shazam. You see what I'm saying? Like it, So it's, you know, it was, it, it's not a surprise that The Rock decided to do this and paint himself in like an anti-hero kind of way. That's what he was always going to do. And then to, for Shazam to be such a PG fucking movie, there was no way The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, was going to lower the, the, how everything and like censor everything and bring everything down to meet the Shazam standards. There was no way he was going to do that. There was no way. This None of this is a surprise. None of this. Then so what, what think, I'm saying... I don't think he should have played the character. That's that's not... That wasn't like The Rock just walked in and stole the characters. WB should have made that decision. So ultimately, well, yeah. that's their fault. No, no, they're definitely to blame too. I'm not gonna blame it all. Yeah. I'm just saying people like, are blaming him. I'm not and then, saying it's And here's all his fault. here's another thing, right? Like as a director, I'm not, I've never been a director, but I've been management. You know what I mean? I've been the boss. If something's not gonna go according to plan, you're supposed to work around it. So like, if you knew for a fact since the first movie, Black Adam was never gonna pop up. They didn't. I don't think they knew it from the first movie. Okay, so but for the second movie, like I don't know. <clears throat> At some point, they have that figured Black Adam's never going to show up in this. They clearly made the first movie with the intention of him showing up because the whole tease of was him, like he was the seventh chair or whatever the fuck. 
But then, then they the, figured somewhere between you know one and two that the Rock wasn't going to show up. Yeah, they figured while he was making his own movie, and they were like trying to like figure out how they were going to connect. And he was never going to show up. He was right? like, "We're not going to do that." Okay, so he then was, that's up to them to work around that. Unfortunately, and if you can't do that, I mean, but I can see how people say like, "Okay, well, this whole thing could have turned out <clears> totally <throat> different if you would have played even just a little bit of ball." Like, like I've said this before, he didn't necessarily didn't have to necessarily fit into a Shazam movie. But if you connect them, you give people a little bit of more interest in, in going like, okay, well, these things are actually connected. It doesn't seem like... It, you look at Shazam and Black Adam, you might feel like they're two separate universes. Like, it seems like they're two separate universes. They might share like a couple of characters, like Hardcore or whatever, but it seems like they're two separate universes. I think if he would have maybe like played more ball with the universe, like why the fuck... For instance, here's, here could have been a very easy way where he could have like saved his franchise, saved their franchise and you could have had and maybe even the Superman franchise too at the end of at the end of uh, Black Adam why didn't they have Shazam and Superman show up you know what I mean like why, or why not like why not have the JSA you know bring Shazam with them or something like that like there's different ways and then you could have still sh- if you wanted to look make Shazam look like a bitch and like you could still show like he was so much more powerful than Shazam. He's beating Shazam and the JSA. You know what I mean? Like there are just ways I feel like he could have like played ball. He was so concerned with setting up Black Adam versus Superman, which is not even a real comic book rivalry like at all. Like he was so interested in setting it up because he's like, but let's be for real. Let's take all the bullshit out of it. Like he was so interested in setting it up because his fucking wife is his his fucking producing partner, and she's also Henry Cavill's manager. That's the bottom line. Of it. So they're like, okay, let's let 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 let's let's make this happen. You know, so let's make our team win. We're gonna bring Superman in here. It's gonna be me versus Henry. We're gonna be these two juggernauts, and that'll be the thing. But I don't think he was caring about like how that worked out story wise. You know what I mean? I think that's why it, it backfired. And that even goes back to the beginning of our whole conversation here, where it's just like, fuck, man. When you worry about everything else. Ooh, Superman gonna fight Black Adam. Man. This nigga talking about three movies down the line. It's gonna be super gonna get a Black Adam 2. We're gonna get a Black Adam versus Superman. And then we're gonna get one where he fights Superman and Shazam. You worry about who he fucking fights. But y'all ain't making good movies. You know what I mean? I think that's there. Therein lies the issue. But I see how people could kind of blame The Rock a little bit. But I agree with you. Warner Brothers, I ain't gonna let them escape this bullshit. Because they let this shit happen. They're the ones who cast this motherfucker way back in 2006. Yeah. Like it's it's no surprise. Like you, what did you expect The Rock was gonna do? You really thought he was gonna share a screen with what Zachary, Zachary Levi? Levi? Like, yeah. the, this goofy fuck. There's no fucking way. We saw how serious and and like I'm not gonna say dark because we've seen darker shit. But like you know, dark yeah. for for that world. You know what I mean? You saw how serious and dark that fucking Black Adam world was. There's no fucking way he was gonna share the screen with Zachary Levi. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of like the whole um, the whole. It, you you can't expect a snake to be anything else other than a snake. You know what I mean, or like a frog. <laughs> if it bites, you don't be if surprised. If it bites, how you gonna fuck? You gonna be surprised? Why are you mad at the scorpion when you were the one touching the scorpion? Right, it right, stung right. you. That's what the fuck scorpions That's what they do. do. That's what they do. You're gonna be mad at the rock for being the rock when it's just like who gave the rock permission to be the rock? This is WB, right. dog. And if no, your no, franchise no. ain't strong enough to stand alone, like dogs. I mean, unfortunately, that's that's. That seems a lot like they're pushing all the issues this movie had onto the rock when it's just like, come on, Doc. That's fair. No, I understand like, what you're saying. I'm, like, I, 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 saying. I see what you're saying, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Had he been a, more of a team player, he might have been able to, to save, you know, a couple of things. Maybe right. he would be, you know, Uncle Rock right now. But that, that's it, it's just like, come on, man. You can't be blaming. You can't keep blaming other people for your shitty ass fucking movies, though. Because yeah. I am one. It did okay. Obviously, it got you guys a sequel. In my opinion, it was garbage and should have ended there. 
and then now this one flops entirely, and now everybody's just like, it's The Rock's fault. Like, I'll be honest, I think the here. prime issue, you know, people may hate me for this, but I think the prime issue is Zachary Levi. I don't, I don't, just don't, I just don't see him as He is a Captain really Marvel. shitty Captain Marvel. I just don't or, see Or Shazam or whatever, whatever. I've seen a lot of people say, like, the kid who plays Billy is really good. Yeah. He was the thing that I didn't have a problem with in the, the Shazam movie. The kid who plays Billy is really good, and then he turns in on Zachary Levi, it doesn't seem like he's the same character. No, it seems like Zachary Levi is like, it's like Zachary Levi was born an adult and has no idea what fucking kids are actually like. You know something? I saw something earlier today. I saw a screen, uh, the screen test, but, uh, um, hold on, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. I saw an audition from Zachary Levi, and he was auditioning for Shazam, but not for the role of Shazam. Originally, he auditioned for the role of adult Freddy. His, his, his foster brother with the crutches. Right. When he turns into his Shazam person, Zachary Levi was auditioning for that, and his audition, then he impressed them so much, they, were, they offered him the main role of Shazam. Wow. But... You know, I, I said I think that they should be cast. I think they should, you know, kind of start over. Um, I would like to see somebody. Uh, I, I love. I, I brought up Alan Richardson as Shazam. I think he he fits the character really well because he can play like a somebody with like a youthful energy, kind of like. A, right. But like he can also play serious too, and he's improved as an actor. He has the fucking physique. He's around that right age. I, 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 he'd be my choice. What did you say his name was? Alan Rich. You know Alan Richardson. Jack Reacher. I, I, I know faces better than I know Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Damn, that's big as shit. Yeah. He's big as shit. Okay, I could probably see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You, would, uh, you would make his hair a little darker, and I could totally see him as, as, as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Shazam. Let's talk about that, too. I had that on the list, but and, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the movie shit, but since it's it's we're talking about Shazam... In the comic books, Shazam is getting a name change after all these years. So you know the Captain, this new Shazam book is coming. Where they're taking him back to more. And I know you're not gonna be a fan of this, but they're they're taking him back to a more classic look. Yeah. And everything. But Mark Wade's doing. The art. I mean, not Mark. Excuse me. My God, not Mark Wade. Mark, not Mark Wade's doing the art. He's a, he's a writer. Fuck. Dan Moore. Dan Moore did the cover. I don't know if he's doing the interior art, but he did the cover. And that cover looks fucking amazing. And Captain Marvel does look cool with that like classic cape that stands up at the back. It, it looks like they've modernized the classic look. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like a mix of the old and the new, but it hits really hard. So <clears throat> he won't be going by Shazam anymore. But this is interesting. So he won't be going by Shazam anymore. But they also don't have the rights to Captain Marvel, so he won't be going by Captain Marvel either. Apparently, Billy. I know, right? Apparently, Billy will just be calling himself the Captain. The Captain. Yeah, seems a little bland to me. Yeah, it's whack. A lot of some people were saying like Captain. Some people were saying Captain Thunder. That's even stupider. I think that would be stupid too. What was wrong with Shazam? I think it does sound a little goofy. I I, I just think it's the reason I don't like Shazam is that he says it to transform. Why not just call him Marvel? Hmm. Instead of the captain, you know what I mean? Just Marvel. Hmm. Right? I mean... Could they get away with that? If they spelled it a certain way. Like like the word. You can't like own the word Marvel. That's true. You know what I mean? Give them two L's instead of like one. That's a character. That's a, No, that's actually a character in Marvel. Yeah? Mar- Mar- Marvel. That's two L's at the end? I thought yes. it was like Marv and, and then like the dash E-L. No, the original... Ca- you know the original Captain Marvel? Before... Before... um Before um Carol... Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm talking about like the the alien fucker, Marvel. right? Yeah, there's two L's in it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, still the name or the word Marvel. I like the captain, but I just wish it was something else. Like, 
I feel like I'm just gonna like when I see the captain, like when I'm reading that book, I'm gonna just say Captain Marvel in my head. Everybody's gonna just say Captain Marvel yeah. or Shazam or Captain. you know what I mean. Captain, that's whack. That's stupid. As shit. That's dumb as shit. All right, that's dumb as shit. You gotta be that's dumb as shit. That is kind of dumb. That's it's kind of lazy. Yeah, I feel like you know, <laughs> Captain Lightning or something. I don't know. <clears throat> and just Marvel, man. I mean, this. Mm. I think so. Marvel. Marvel would have been nice, but I. God damn it! I wish. I wish they could share that name, man. Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel just hits. Like it just hits. Yeah, that was a good name. Yeah, I like calling him Captain Marvel. Captain, that's dumb as shit. That's dumb as hell, bro. The Captain. Yeah, I know. That's, that's dumb as shit. <laughs> the Captain. Like, that's that seems like a name that should be reserved for somebody who's, like, the leader of, like, a team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would understand if his name was the Captain and the entire series took place with him being the leader of his family. Like, the Marvel family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If the whole series was like that, then the Captain makes sense. Well, but I think they are bringing back the Marvel family in this new. Movie. Yeah, are they going to be in the whole thing? So, yeah. Okay, so okay, then maybe it hits a little hit a little bit different when they see him as like in a, like a leader and a boss kind of position, you know, the captain. Like, and all he's doing is like solo fighting people. That, that's not stupid as shit. And the, you know, and I, because we're talking about like I'm sorry, these, hold on. <clears throat> excuse me, go ahead. Right, because we're talking about DC and everything, and obviously the James Gunn thing. I know you saw the Ben Affleck stuff. He's he's been on like the press. He's been on a press tour because he got the new movie Air coming out. Right. Um, the he, Air Jordan, the yeah, Air Jordan movie. Right? Yeah, where they're talking about how they, you know, they remember the how they signed Jordan. There. Yeah. It's, the people are saying the movie is fucking amazing. Yeah, I saw the trailer. The trailer looked interesting. They say the movie is amazing. This they say it's been Affleck at his best, like directing wise. He directed and starred in that motherfucker, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's starred. Like, yeah, he's, he's, in, he's, he's... Oh, okay, okay, right. I'm not sure if he's, like, the star, but... Yeah, and then okay. in it. Viola yeah. Da- they say Viola Davis is the star of the movie. Yeah? Because she plays Michael Jordan's mom. Oh. I didn't know she was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Good shit. But, yeah, I saw what he was saying about, uh, about uh, not directing any movies under James Gunn's regime. Yeah, and I just want... Cause I, and I have the T... I have the Hollywood Reporter article here, and I just want to... Because a, a lot of the quotes from this article have been used, like, out of context. Like, I've seen people using the quote where he says, like, you could teach, like, he was talking about Justice League, and he said, you could teach a seminar on how that's not how to do things, and I saw people using that as, like, him talking about the Snyder Cut, and he was just talking about the process of doing Justice League as a whole, but I want to read a little bit of what he said um, right here. They asked him, the Hollywood Reporter asked him, what went wrong with Justice League, and this is what Ben Affleck said, Justice League, you could teach a seminar on all the reasons why this is not how, this is how not to do it. Ranging from production to bad decisions to horrible personal tragedy and just ending with the most monstrous taste in my mouth. The genius in the silver lining is that Zack Snyder eventually went to AT&T and was like, look, I can get you four hours of content. And it's principally just all the slow motion that he shot in black and white. And one day of shooting with me and him, he was like, do you want to come shoot in my backyard? I was like, I think there are unions, Zack. I think we have to make a deal. But I went and did it. And now Zack Snyder's Justice League is my highest rated movie on IMDb. They asked him, isn't that because Zack Snyder's fans are so intense online? He said, say what you want. It is my highest rated career movie. I've never had one that went from uh, Nadir to Pinnacle retroactively. It's a hit. All of a sudden, I was getting congratulated for the bomb that I'm in. But I was going to direct a Batman and Justice League made me go, I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. That was the worst experience I've ever seen in a business, which is full of some shitty experiences. It broke my heart. There was an idea of someone coming in. They, they put Josh Whedon in, in court. Right. <laughs> and, like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting and I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I've got the secret. 
and it wasn't the secret. That was hard. And I had started to drink too much. I was back at the hotel in London. It was either that or jump out the window. And I just thought, this isn't the life I want. My kids aren't here. I'm miserable. You want to go to work and find something interesting to hang on to rather than just wearing a rubber suit. And most of it, you're just standing against the computer screen going, if this nuclear waste gets loose, we'll... That's fine. I don't condescend to that or put it down. But I got to a point where I found it creatively not satisfying. Also, just you're sweaty and exhausted. And I thought, I don't want to participate in this in any way. And I don't want to squander any more of my life, of which I have a limited amount. And then they asked him, so if DC came to you now and said, do you want to direct something? He said, I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way that they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. Was there more? I wanted to see if there's more about specifically that. So, okay. That's all he had to say about the DC and the Justice League stuff. But I'm going to go back and read that too because that sounded like a really good interview that he did. And that sucks that um, that he was in that position. And I saw somebody point this out too. That him talking about like him, him drinking and he got to the point of wanting to take his own life, being in that production should give people... You know, they should take the Ray Fisher stuff more seriously. Because, you know, Ray Fisher is like, people are like, even me, even I've said like, damn, Ray, let that shit go. Yeah, man. I was about to say, yeah, you were, you even were me. telling no, him no, to let it go. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But you know I'm telling him to let it go. I'm telling him to let it go because he's a black man in Hollywood and we only get so many opportunities. That's why I'm telling him to let it go. Wrong or right, people can shit on me, but I just know what it's like to be a black man in this world. And trying to get a gig in that, in that realm is one of the hardest things to do, no matter what color you are. But specifically, even more hard if you're black or brown. So that's why I was just like, let it go. But I understand his frustration. And when you listen to Ben and him saying like it drove, drove him to drink and damn near commit suicide, you're like it was some foul shit going on over there, man. And you know, I hope everybody get get theirs. They need to get theirs. But him now, James Gunn had said, and maybe we maybe we've caught James Gunn to lie here. Because <laughs> James Gunn said he talked to Ben Affleck <laughs> about directing a movie. He's excited and he would like to direct the movie for us. And he said, I absolutely would not, not direct, direct the movie, movie for them. And I don't know if that's because he soured from the superhero experience. He's just like, cool, I'm off of it. Maybe at the time James said that, he was like, we're talking. And maybe James like jumped the gun. No, no, no pun intended. No like, pun intended. <laughs> but maybe, he did that on purpose. maybe he, maybe he jumped the gun, and like he was just <clears> talking. <throat> he could put his foot in his mouth a little bit, and then Ben decided like, nah, I'm cool off that, bro. Like I respect what y'all got going. I see y'all off in the movie. Y'all got a ten year plan. Respect. But I just the last time I signed up for a ten year plan, I almost jumped out this fucking window. So I don't want to do that shit. I just got J Lo back. I respect you, James. I'm just this is my interpretation of how the conversation went. I respect you, James. J Lo is waving for me in the fucking limo. I gotta go, James. I love y'all. Y'all be easy. I hope the Batman is good. I fuck with y'all. I'm out. That's what he said, and then he left, and he went to go make air and you know get some more of that J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we kind of, I mean, hearing him talk about like his experience as Batman, like the first couple times around when he was talking, he was got out of rehab or whatever mm-hmm. for the alcohol and stuff. He, he kind of figured he was done. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he didn't really want to do I didn't want, Once stuff, I heard yeah. all that stuff the first time, I didn't want him to play Batman. No yeah, it's just like, bro, if it's the fuck with you that bad, don't come back, dog. Your yeah. life comes first. You know what I mean? It'd be cool, but like, it would have to be your choice and you'd have to be in a way better place. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, don't be coming back if you're still alcoholic, dog. Hell no. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, well, he did say something else about Batman, though. I don't know if it's in this. Um, where he was saying that he figured out how to how to play Batman finally in a yes. Flash movie. 
Yeah, I wanted to see if it, that exact quote's in this article. Okay, so here's here's the, it's kind of like a long thing, but it's like it leads into him talking about like just like they the Hollywood Reporter asked him, asked Ben Affleck, like, they said you're launching this company at a time when the movie business is changing, and he said, uh, when the Way Back came out, I knew. It came out the weekend they shut the theaters down with COVID, but that's not an excuse because I knew as it was coming out, just the tracking, I was like, okay, here's a movie about a guy, son dies, gets divorced, alcoholic, nobody's going to go to the theater to see this fucking movie. They're just not. I felt it. Secession is on, Ozark, Narcos, Game of Thrones. You're not competing with the 1980s crime drama, Simon and Simon on an 11-inch black and white TV. <clears throat> There's really beautiful stuff being made. My daughter is 17. She lives her life largely in opposition to the work her parents have spent their lives dedicated to, where she'll say things like, I'm not sure film is really, do you think it's a genuine art form? I like the fact that she has this silver uh, uh, rapier tongue. But anyway, I went into it going, okay, these movies aren't fucking working anymore, and these are the ones I like. And they said, as opposed to, and he said, the Justice League experience. The fact that those stories have become somewhat repetitive to me. And less interesting he said yeah I did finally figure out how to play that character Batman and I nailed it in the flash for the five minutes that I'm there it's really great a lot of it is just tone you've got to figure out what's your version of the person who is the guy that fits what you can do I tried to fit myself into a Batman and by the way I like a lot of the stuff that we did especially the first one Batman vs Superman so that was like the whole quote so where he says he's only in there for like five minutes and everything. But he was talking about like the comic book movie uh, genre as a whole kind of is it's, it's getting stale for him. And I agree. Right. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Like it, this, this this stuff. That's why like the, that's why the James Gunn DC films, they have to hit. They have to hit and they got to push the envelope. They can't just be, it can't just be, you know. Even if it's like something we've been waiting to see, like Superman vs. Darkseid or something like that, it can't just be that. It can't just be. It has to really like make us think. It has to be like the Batman. It has to make us go, shit, this wasn't just a good superhero movie. This was a good movie. Right. Like This was an achievement. Cinematography, lighting, costumes, makeup, everything in that shit hit. Writing, direction. You're like, this is a good movie, not just a good superhero movie. That's what we need Superman Legacy to be. That's what we need the new DC to be. You know, but shout out to Ben Affleck, man. I love Ben Affleck. Like, people be hating on Ben Affleck, but Ben Affleck really a legend out here. He's been out here doing this shit for a long time, from acting to writing to direct. He really don't get enough credit for his writing. Like, he's a great writer. Like, he's a great director. Like, he just doesn't get enough credit. So, shout out to Ben Affleck. And I hate that they, they put you in that position. I know Ben Affleck don't hear this shit, but I hate that they put Ben Affleck in that position where he <clears> felt <throat> like he had to jump out the fucking window, man. I would hate that. You know what I'm saying? She love Ben Affleck, so shout out to Ben Affleck. And we love J-Lo, too. We're just going to throw that in there. Boy, do we love J-Lo. Boy, do we love J-Lo. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> he had to take, he had to take oh, a moment of silence right, for how okay, much we love sorry. J-Lo. He had to take right, a moment what's of silence. All right, what's next on the list? Let's talk about this. Speaking of Batman, speaking of Batman. What's up? Fans, what yo, fans recently, it's funny, because I've been see, I saw, like, articles about this in the past couple weeks, but Cam, Cam, I swear, shout out Cam, my dog. Cam is always getting this shit to me first. I'm like, before I even seen like the, the articles hit, people were saying that, you know, that Rob Pattinson would not be able to appear in that Penguin series. And everybody was like, well, why? You know, what? And Cam had hit me up and he was like, you're not going to believe this shit. He's like, you, the, the reason that Batman may not be able to appear on TV 
has been right in front of us this entire time, and we didn't know it. What's the reason? It's been right in front of us in this entire, entire time. So, apparently, way, way back in the 1960s, when the deal was made with Fox to make Batman, the Adam West Batman show. Batman was not, as you know, that show, as I've mentioned many times on this platform, that show made Batman popular. Batman was not this hugely popular character before that television show. You're not going to tell me Fox still owns that. Holy shit, no fucking way. Fox, so... They still own the TV the parent, rights? The parent, the, parent, the parent company, which was would have been the version of DC, the publication that would have been DC back in those days, it wasn't called DC. Right. Because they didn't necessarily know this character was going to be so big, and because the the contracts back then were a bit different than they are now, and the languages in them were a little bit different, It didn't. they didn't have the terms in these contracts where it went for a certain amount of years and then it reverted back. And all that type of stuff. And you, you, you weren't necessarily like leasing these projects. You were selling them outright. So because of that, they sold them outright. And essentially, the television rights of Batman were sold to Fox for, if I'm not mistaken, Fox, for $7,000. $7,000 fucking dollars? And Fox still owns the TV rights to Batman? Let me ask you a question. And hasn't fucking done shit with it? Let me ask, let me ask you a question. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse let me, me. Let me ask you a question, though. All the television, all the DC television shows... Arrow, Flash, even Batwoman, um, Smallville, you know, they've had Batman references. Never could have, for whatever reason, they, they, back in the day, they wouldn't let Smallville have a Batman appearance. That's how we end up getting Green Arrow on there. Right. So, with that being said, none of these shows could have Batman, not in a full appearance. Even Titans, they showed him in the shadows where they show him outside the suit. Never a full appearance of Batman. What is the one show that showed a full appearance suited of Batman live action? Gotham? Gotham. Get what, the what, fuck what did out that, of What here. did that come on? Fox. I fuck. It's, Holy it's, 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 fucking it, shit. It was that simple this whole time. We had all these different... We, I ain't gonna lie. Even though fuck the Arrowverse producers, we kind of owed them apology because we was on their ass for years about why the fuck Batman couldn't show up. And it would I feel like it would have been simple for them just to explain this, but I just don't think that like... Nah, still like, fuck the Arrowverse though. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, no, no. Nah, nah. They got too many wolves and too many. No, fucking, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. specifically for the Batman. Okay, right. okay. We'll give you a pass well, for that. Well, hold on. So why the fuck Fox ain't do shit with this fucking character or what the you know what the TV rights? Mm, I'm not exactly like. Sure. What are they waiting on? Like they they you know what I mean they. Hey. Maybe they still have to like. Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a universal. <coughs> uh, universal and Marvel thing, but they did Hulk. Whether you kind of need both of them to make something happen. But they have to agree on it. It have to thing. be right because, like, they're in the era where the CW was just dropping. Like, like we have to, we have to admit, no matter what we feel about the CW characters, there was a point where they were like peak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like peak popularity. Like people loved it, you know, despite yeah, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. They were peak, so it would have made sense for Fox to throw their hat in that race and throw make a Batman show. They did. A, but just like Batman, you know what I mean? Like consistently right. Batman, not just like Bruce Wayne becoming and then whatever, whatever. Right? I don't think I don't think they could. Because at the time, when did Gotham come out? 2014, maybe? 2014 ended by what? 2019? Something like that. Uh, Batman vs. Superman was in production. What would that have changed if you have the TV rights? Uh, they could have the Bruce Wayne character, and they did have the Bruce Wayne character, but you wouldn't need, you wouldn't need Batman because it was a prequel, and they had already started making Gotham at that point. So you wouldn't need Batman. And I don't think 
Warner Bros. likes to have two iterations of Batman at the same time. But it, <clears throat> but if Fox owns the the TV rights of that character, what would they have needed what Warner Brothers for? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Like, because wouldn't you go just, with just your best thing too? Ford? James Gunn says this is not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. That they don't own it. He says that it's not true that Rob Pattinson can't appear in the Penguin. Right. I mean, and he could always pop up as Rob as like Bruce Wayne. That's what right? people are saying. He could always just pop up and. But a physical, I think maybe it's just that, like the physical appearance of Batman in his suit. I don't know the language in the contract. Huh. That's that's crazy, man. But I know that it all delves back to that deal in the 60s. <coughs> Excuse me. It all goes back to that deal Fucking in the 60s. Fox. They're literally foxes, dog. No one fucking loves them. That's crazy, bro. That's fucking crazy, it, Fox. It literally goes back to that to that deal in the I, well, real quick, I don't want people misunderstanding. It's not like I was saying it would have been great if Fox made a Batman TV show. I'm just wondering why, why they, they didn't like destroy that franchise when they had a chance. You know, what I, mean? I say destroy it because I can't imagine any project coming from Fox that was going to be a Batman TV show would have been great. So. I think you got to think about like how Batman had begun to look in film. Remember that we didn't get a Batman film from '95 to 2005, right? So. Maybe it was just how Batman, Batman had become to be looked at as like can't be the last thing we had seen was George Clooney. It kind of become started looking at this like more campy thing now again, and then mm. became you know less cool and had the cartoons and stuff. But you know Hollywood producers ain't looking at the cartoons, even though we were we were like okay we just need something. And then Christopher Nolan's working on his thing, but that's again that's a movie and some more serious take on it. I think after the success of the Christopher Nolan movies, then they go let's make Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, Gotham, you can call that more of a James Gordon show than you could like a, like a Batman show. Yeah, know? but it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's Batman adjacent and it has Bruce in it. And right. I'm just saying, it, you literally see him, you know, and you know, the suit is terrible, but you literally see him as Batman at the end. Right. And that's the only one. That's crazy. But yeah, it goes, it goes back to that. Uh, what a revelation, you know? I just find it funny because it's just like. We had all these different things like the, you know, the, the, uh, like theories and shit. Yeah. Like the bat embargo and stuff like that. This it's it sometimes it just helps to just like look into things. Cause sometimes like a, a we literally could have figured this out with a simple Google search. And this is funny because as I'm looking at, I'm looking at Batman, <coughs> I'm looking at, Bat, I just looked at Batman with Fox and they have like, they have articles going back to 2017 that ask. With Fox deal, Disney slash Marvel could own a piece of Batman. This is from December 8th, 2017, this article. Wow. That is technically true, right? Yes, because Disney owns Fox. Mm. Holy shit. That's crazy. How, yeah. much, how much do you think... Uh, and and let, let's, let's just you know, let's play this game real quick. How much do you think Disney would sell that Batman right for? I'm not sure. I'm really trying to see, like, for sure if they have it right now. So James Gunn says, you know, that this is not a, this is not a thing. He says that's false. He, you know, he came in with one of his tweet, one of his tweets. You know, what did what did he say? He just tweeted. Somebody tweeted that you know Rob Pattinson cannot appear in the Penguin oh, right, because right, right. Fox owns you know uh, the the Batman television rights. He just commented underneath it, false with the prayer hands. <laughs> so, but which part's false? The fact that Disney doesn't have it, or the fact that he can't show up? I think it's false that he can't show up. Okay. I think they, because I've, I've been looking, I've been sitting here looking into this, and this is a quote from 2014 when Gotham was was um, in production and it's first coming out. And this was the um, chairman of entertainment at Fox, Kevin Riley, 
discussing the then upcoming Gotham. Uh, Riley followed up by saying that this would be a serialized show that will function on its own, separate from the Warner Brothers DC Cinematic Universe. We own all the rights. That's what we're licensing, he said. They brought us the entire franchise for a very healthy license fee. We're not negotiating this piecemeal. We have all of the underlying Batman rights for the entire franchise for this series. Now, it says it says here in this in this article that it reads says there's a few different ways to interpret that. Though it sounds like he's saying they're allowed to use whatever Bat characters that they want on Gotham, it could also mean they're allowed to do whatever they want with the Batman franchise on TV. Um, going further down. Hmm. You want to share? So it says that <clears throat> it says that if if they own, if they've owned the rights since the '60s, then it's not the network Fox that owns the the, the the rights. It's the studio Fox, the studio itself, not the network. And that would be like a different set of rights there. Now, how that works is what I was saying. They, they said it could be like the Universal Marvel Hulk thing, where it's like you need if you were to do Batman on television fully both parties yes that's confusing that's unnecessary I can see why the fuck they never gave us a Batman TV show yeah cause there's like a lot, a lot of, of red tape yeah, yeah. seemed like a lot of red tape a lot of red tape for something that probably would have been mediocre as fuck you know what I mean yeah. or even below performance you know I think no I, no I don't know I think Batman I th- we've had a discussion before I think Batman is built for television just because of how stories yeah, it depends are on who the fuck does it you know what I mean like, yeah yeah, uh, I, yeah I get you it needs to be a good budget <clears throat> for sure for sure like it I think it could survive today as a TV show because of how much streaming services are putting into shows but Gotham had a pretty good budget it was, go- it was goofy at times Gotham, Gotham, that shit was sucked out, Gotham had a pretty good budget yeah, at times garbage, at times they had a pretty good budget <laughs> for what they were trying to do they had a pretty good budget <laughs> that shit wasn't good though it, it wasn't good, good though. Like it budget wise aside, it just wasn't good. But it had a pretty good budget. We're saying if they would take that budget with some good writing and you know a good costume department, it would have been uh, okay. Batman series. I think Mandalorian money would be okay. I think Mandalorian money for yeah, for Batman. So. I, I don't think so. I don't need that much money. Special effects guys. I think so. I think it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty dope though. Some that scale for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I mean, you know, that's that's how I think it would survive today. You know what I mean? And make like shit ton of money. You got like maybe maybe not Game of Thrones money, but Mandalorian money, for sure. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Which one of those shows? Well, you've seen. I haven't seen Game of Thrones all the way through. Have you? Which one you say more expensive? Oh, between Mandalorian and Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think latter half of Game of Thrones, maybe. Okay. Probably. Okay. Yeah, had a whole lot of dragon action and. Because they'll have shit. moments of Mandalorian where it, like it seems more like low budget, and then like it'll be like boom, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Bitch, we in space now? Like, this, this, uh, this most recent season is yeah. like that, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, it's like, still good. It's just like you can be like, okay, we've seen this the same shot of this exact environment like three times already. It's like, yeah, just, where's the budget? And it'll just pop up on your yeah, ass, like y'all have monster, motherfucker. Yeah, like why do you keep like parking your, your your spaceship in this one spot next to a rock? Like it's just like you could tell like this is just <laughs> this is as much space they had to work with, but then boom, a fucking space monster in the water or something. So yeah, we gotta we gotta see what happens though. I hope I hope Patterson gets to appear in uh 
and putting hopefully as Batman too. Hopefully, like a, they can figure all that shit out or something. Cool. Maybe, yeah, or maybe it was a silhouette or something. Maybe you know? James Gunn's the key. Oh yeah, you know, yeah so he's, he's got key. a relationship with both companies. You know, maybe to go over there and rub some palms, suck some dick. Something. Whoa, whoa, pause. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> James Gunn dick sucking ass. Whoa, sir. I'm gonna need you to put an allegedly on that. <laughs> Please. Fuck For the sake of our podcast, I'm gonna need you to put an allegedly on that. Fuck all that. Good. Jesus Christ, man. Anyway, <clears throat> man, I put this on here. I thought it was just pretty cool. I don't know if you saw it. Like the Nightwing series is continuing, you know, with Tom Taylor and everything. Com- Tom Tom yeah, the comic book. Okay. And uh the Tom Taylor. Was it in question? I didn't realize it was uh no, no, it wasn't. Was well, we didn't know if. Well, you know, he's writing Titans too. Okay. And he, you know, and Adventures of Superman. We didn't know if he's gonna keep going. He'd be writing all three. Okay. So, um, but they got a, a POV issue coming up. Like they had a whole like uh, uh, an issue where it was like um, they did an issue not too long ago where it was like you constantly see like Kyle Knight was like moving through the okay. city and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and it like that. follows him like right. literally through every like page. the whole like two pages is just him across the city yes. doing all kinds of shit. Right now they're doing it. They're doing an entire issue. Tom Taylor and Bruno uh, Bruno Redondo. I think that's how you say his last name. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they put together an entire issue where it's going to be Nightwing's point of view where you literally like looking at the city through Nightwing's eyes and the whole thing would be from his point of view and like you, first person type shit yes oh, okay <clears throat> and that, that's Jesus. super interesting I don't think it's ever been done before like this this crew right here like Bruno Redondo Tom Taylor they're constantly like, like constantly constantly pushing the fucking envelope like of what you can do like with comics this, 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 I want to see how that what that looks yes, like yes this type of shit that like that like. makes me love comics because it's like it's like it's you're really pushing the envelope of like what can be done because comic is such a free realm. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like so, I wanna, yeah, I want to see what that yeah what I can't, that fucking I looks like. That's interesting. See that. I cannot fucking wait. Got to put a pin in this. We'll talk about this again another episode when it actually drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to catch up on um on Nightwing too. And they say that the, the Titans book is going to have like some huge implications yeah. um, for the future. Oh, it have to. It's like the new leading or whatever. Yeah, it's right? the new lead. They're like the new leads. You can you know Earth's you real read, defense. Have you had a chance to read Adventure Superman yet? Uh, no, no, yeah. Okay, well, in that you can kind of see that too, because like John Kent, he's like saving um, people, and he asked Oracle like to call him the Titans and stuff. Okay, so you kind of see that change happen. And I hope they keep that too. I hope they like keep it for a while. For a while, two Titans at the yeah, at the home. Yeah, yeah. Don't go, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, don't go back just yet. Yeah, they're the Titans too, not the Teen Titans. Titans, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I, I want to see that for a while. Nightwing being front and center and everything. And maybe they could even expand on that team a little bit too, the Titans team. Make it more like Young Justice esque. Funny as fuck, you have like Batman all forty five year old eyes on the team. As a Titan. Yeah, as a Titan. <laughs> It'd be cool if you had <clears throat> no no it would be cool if you had like like the other Batman as a Titan. Like Jace Fox. That'd be kinda cool. How is he young enough for that? I mean The Titans are like in their twenties. They're like yeah, in the mid Jace, to late twenties. Is 20s. he in his twenties then? I mean, yeah, he's like know? in the mid to late twenties. Still be kinda weird. You got like a thirty five year old guy chilling They're with They're all like thirty five. Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're the Titans. Wally West has three kids. He's a Titan. Jace Foss could be a Titan. Yeah, he's an eligible yeah. he's an eligible bachelor. I guess. It's still weird to see though. But it'd be cool, man. But let's get into the uh let's get into like the uh the film realm here. Let's back into some movies for a second. Bad boys force. Well, we got some Vanessa Hudgens news. Sorry, bro. I had I had to reveal <laughs> that. Nah, hold up. <laughs> We took a pause for J-Lo earlier. I know we finna take a pause for this girl, boy. Hey, <laughs> woo! <laughs> this motherfucker is. Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> if you didn't know, Jack is a huge high school musical fan. Oh, yeah. 
He was a high school musical fan. Like, we're all in this together. Oh, yeah, I know all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> she really, oh, man. That boy, really. I, I, never, I, I never, you know, the, when I watched that movie back in the day, you know, I was like, I was with Troy, and I was with, what's the girl that was her name in the movie, Bella? Uh, I don't know. Bella? No, that's the motherfucker from uh, Twilight. Yeah, Ooh. Twilight. <laughs> who the fuck was Vanessa Hedges? What was her name? Let's call her Bella. Uh, okay, I when don't Troy, remember her name, When bro. Troy and, and Vanessa Hudgens, when they was like, they wanted to sing together, and he was like, I don't want to do basketball, Dad. I want to sing. I was like, yes, we're all in this together. But I watch that shit now, and I'm like, I'm with his dad on this shit. Like, yo, you gonna <laughs> like, throw away your whole You had a whole a, a, a straight ride to college for this shit, dog. What are you doing? You, 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 you gonna throw away your whole fucking future? Imagine your son coming up to you saying that shit, Dad. I don't want to play football no more. I want to. He like twirls. Sing. Well, I don't want my son. To, well, I'd probably be okay with that. Cause I don't want my son to play football. No. No. Hell no. Not even if he had a full ride. I want my son to play that dangerous ass game. A full ride to college and everything. I don't give a damn. No. No. Ah, oh, you crazy. I don't want my son to play football so he can go out there and what? Break his neck? What? Get it CTE? Brain damage? Then he go hurt somebody? And they put him in jail? That's not like everybody, dog. I mean, that's that's like, a lot of know? stories in the NFL. The average NFL career less than five years. So my son, his career, he's career over at, at God, 20. At fine. Ch- basketball. Dad, I don't want to play basketball <laughs> anymore. I want to twirl around and sing. You're just going to, you know. If my son don't want to play basketball no more, then listen. Got a full ride. Now he got a full ride in the sun. Full ride, though. Good I'm university. A, I'm going to tell his ass he can sing and play basketball. <laughs> I'm going to tell his ass to sing every time See, he hit that, that shot. That's what Troy's father fucked up in the movie, dog. He didn't want to tell. He didn't he, even... In the third one, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but in the, the beginning, third... he was like, man, against it. You see what I'm saying? That's what he yeah. fucked up. He should have been like, you could just do both, bro. Like, he mm-hmm. going, who, who's making you choose? They should have made. Both. You know what they should have did? You know how they come out with another white man can't jump? They're making a remake. They should have fucking made that a crossover with High School Musical. And they should have had Troy as now in the future as a struggling, um, as a struggling musician trying to make it with Bella and seeing that his father was. His we father, don't even know if that's <laughs> seeing that his father was right the whole time, and now he's become a, now he has to use his basketball skills from back in the day to become a street baller, and he meets a black dude, and <laughs> and now. Is white man can't jump too the musical the musical <laughs> the musical <laughs> that shit was slap no no we we skip past Vanessa Hudgens okay man I'm sorry back to Vanessa no, no but she, Bad Boys Four is coming out you know what I'm saying? hold on hold on hold on Vanessa oh Hudgens, my god bro. let me she, get this man his moment she, she, with bro. Vanessa Hudgens so we just not gonna act like she not like one hmm she she not like one she's definitely aging like fine yeah man. boy I'm saying no she ain't more that she, old though nah but still, old does she got the better she look I don't know what it is no, that's bro. true yeah like that's true she was she was very pretty in high school musical but now mm-hmm. she's just like mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and she had them demon time eyes for sure yeah she's still your soul she looks dangerous mm-hmm. yeah she got the dangerous look in her face mm-hmm. like she like she knows what her smile does to people mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure I, I'm I, I like danger. Now, go ahead. She coming for Bad Boys 4, right? What you coming back for Bad Boys 4. She was in Bad Boys 3. I liked her in that role. I liked her. Not surprised they brought her back. <laughs> oh, my God. Not surprised. Nah, yeah, you surprised? I surprised. No, she was She was one of the better parts of that movie, her and the, the younger team, which I thought I would be annoyed by them. Right. But they I, actually, they added something to the movie. It was actually pretty cool. They weren't like the annoying kid kids yeah. or whatever. I heard the movie part three didn't do so hot, right? What you mean? For Bad Boys 3. Financially? Uh, just like receptive. Or critically? Yeah, critically, I guess. Critically, I'd say it was mixed. It was mixed. What would you score it? Oh, okay, but not what I would necessarily. Oh, one to ten, one to ten, one to ten, one to ten, yeah. seven, seven. Okay, oh, okay, that's not that bad then. All right, yeah, I give about a seven. All right, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. <coughs> yeah, I give about a seven. Sure, okay. 
right. You excited for this new one? Then? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm open to a sequel. Good and show. I hope they don't hold anything back. I hope they just go full on out. You know. The ball deep. Yeah. Go full. Go full on out, man. Let's get crazy with it. And I hope they make a really good movie, which I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. So yeah, that boy's four. Obviously, Martin Lawrence is back. Obviously, Will Smith is back. And I wonder if the rest of the young team is back, if it's just like Vanessa Hudgens. Was she uh, Was she the biggest star out of that young team? Out of that young team? Like, recognizable-wise? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Maybe that's why. Because probably because the deadline article was probably like, you probably opened the deadline article, it probably says like Vanessa Hudgens plus three others. Yeah, and it's like, but they like, use Vanessa Hudgens as like... You don't know who the fuck they are. You're right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't singing to me in high school, you know? Yeah, at all. Yeah, we're good shit. Good news for her, then, right? Yes. But other movie news, we know that uh, on what? Yeah, this is the next topic. Go ahead. What's the next thing? The Star Wars, right? Oh, Star Wars, yeah. So we know, we were supposed to talk about this a couple weeks back, actually, but I mean, it kind of goes with this whole, like, the whole shake-up thing, this whole change that's going on over at Disney and Marvel and Star Wars and everything, Lucasfilm, everything. You know, Bob Iger is back over at Disney as the um, as the CEO, and like you see a lot of the some of the Star Wars films that were going to be in, that were in production have been canceled. Kevin Feige's Star Wars film is, is supposedly no longer happening, right? Uh, which that that shocked me, but I just think that's because like Kevin has his plate full, it, which makes sense. You know, you don't want a half-ass movie. Yeah, right? if he I mean? can't pull his all into it, I don't want. I, to I'm, I'm sure he would have had a phenomenal Star Wars movie, but it's better to not. If he can't give it a hundred, it's better to cancel it. You know I mean? think what Kevin should do is see see Marvel through Phase Six and then find someone to pass that on to. You think so? If he really wants to, do oh Star okay, Wars. if that if that's something he right right, right. okay if, if, if that's what's in his if, like if he really wants to do Star Wars, right. you no, know, I'd like to keep Kevin over there forever. No. Right. If that's, yeah, if we just if we keep him in Marvel forever, I know people like to elevate, but I love to keep him over there forever. Oh, they probably they probably just gonna keep throwing more money at him. Yeah. Him Patty, no Patty Jenkins, uh, Rogue Squadron movie is no longer moving forward. Um, Might be for the better. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah something that Bob Iger said about Star Wars was that like you know they wanted to have less projects, kind of like spread those out. Same thing with Marvel, they want to like you know qu- qu- uh, quality, quality over, over quantity, quantity right. and that whole thing. But <coughs> the news that hit this week, though, was Victoria Alonso, who um, worked for Marvel Studios, uh, specifically. And I want to get this correct, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure specifically over the uh, uh, kind of like the special effects, uh, animation, like C, uh, CGI department, that that sort of thing. She kind of was over that stuff. She is uh, now exiting the company. And there are some things being said about her. Uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She left willingly? Like this was her decision? She left? Uh, maybe they maybe they let her. Maybe they let her bow gracefully out from what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Let me find the exact. It looks more like they let her. Because now all this stuff is coming out. Shocker. This one, Hollywood Reporter. Shocker. Marvel Studios veteran Victoria Alonso exits. Victoria Alonso, the longtime and, and this is from the Hollywood Reporter, the longtime and high profile Marvel Studios executive whose time with the company dates back to the first Iron Man has left the studio. Multiple sources tell Hollywood Reporter. The reasons for the exit are unclear, but she parted ways with Marvel on Friday. Alonso had been with the company since the earliest days of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, we don't need to know that. 
She joined the studio in 2006 as chief of visual effects in post-production and helped launch the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a co-producer on 2008's Iron Man. Um, she's also uh, served as co-producer on Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America's First Avenger, and she was up to executive producer on the first Avengers move, uh, film. She has served also served as executive producer on Marvel's subsequent releases and also worked on its Disney Plus television series. Uh, series. Uh, she was promoted to, in 2021, she was promoted to president, physical and post-production, visual effects, and animation production. Her departure comes in the shadow of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania's poor showing at the box office and among critics and fans. In addition to her behind-the-scenes work, Alonzo has been an important ambassador for the studio's representation efforts and was outspoken during Disney's dispute with Florida over its Don't Say Gay bill. As long as I am at Marvel Studios, I will fight for representation, Alonzo, who is gay, said at the time. She was now so... Okay, this is a whole bunch of, like, uh, other shit. But the point is, she's not alone at the company. And there were some rumors going on. I don't know how true this is. But there's rumors going around about her saying that um, she was, you know, difficult to work with. Um, she had her favorite visual effects team that she liked to use. And if she, if you did something to piss her off, apparently, she would freeze you out and not use you. And if you also remember, dating back all the way to when those, like kind of like uh, anonymous uh, visual effects workers were coming out. Remember, they were talking yeah. about Marvel. If you remember, one of the things that they said was, we don't come out and complain, or a lot of us are scared to make complaints because we're scared to not get work on the next movie because they may freeze us out. That was one of the things they said. I'm not saying this lady was doing that, right? but she's gone now. She's clearly part of, she was clearly part of the Clearly problem, was a part of the issue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clearly was a part of the issue. Hmm. Well, it sucks that that's that's what you know apparently happened, allegedly happened, I guess. Uh, but we can't deny under her reign there was some pretty good uh, effects in CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that she was a fucking you towards know, the a, end a tyrant. You know what I mean? It sucks, but I mean, she gave us some fire-ass CGI, some fire-ass effects. Boy, she ordered, she ordered some fire-ass CGI. Saying, she got, she got us some fucking fire-ass yeah. CGI. Though. She had some good taste for a while there. Yeah, listen, it seems her, her losing her grip on the reins was was leaving, you know, kind of some of these movies not look, not. I don't know if it was her name. losing her grip. Maybe, maybe it was. Eventually, yeah. she started. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, we we're, just we're speculating, speculating, speculating here. Yeah, maybe she started. Maybe they started to cut. Coins out there. Wow. Maybe it wasn't even her. It's just that because she's in charge, she had to take responsibility. That's who the fuck good, knows? That's a good point. Yeah, too. All but when you, but when you're in charge, you got to take know, some responsibility. You yeah. know, majority of the time when you're in charge, you know the problems roll down. It's the people at the bottom's problem, right? right? But when the shit really, really goes bad, the guys in charge is who got to take the bullet. Yeah, that's why you get paid the big bucks. Unfortunately, right. I mean, you're, right? You're, you know, what I mean, it trickles down, but it also you're right. the first one. That's what people never like to understand. When you the worker bee, you deal with the work, the, the, the <coughs> day to day bullshit. But when the time comes and we got to deal with that big shit, and it's the, the guy who's in charge, we got to take that hit. Yeah. Well, I mean, so maybe that's what happened here. And, you know, I just see all these different shakeups at Disney and Marvel, though, as in, in Lucasfilm and the whole thing. I see it as a good thing, though. Because, yeah. and I've, I've said this about Disney for years, I've said this about Marvel for years. They see a problem, they get on it. You ain't never, like, we, we have little issues with Marvel and all this type of shit. And some of them bigger issues as like they've released certain movies but recently they've had some stinkers but like I wholeheartedly believe they'll get on that and they'll fix it no for sure I mean they, they're they not where they're at right now because they don't learn from their mistakes they obviously right. learn from their mistakes you know? right and yeah. you, you ain't gonna drop, you're not <coughs> gonna drop 32 movies and all 32 gonna hit 
yeah. I'm not uh, making an excuse true. for them because I think they should be making a quality films. Yeah. I think they should be making quality films. Marvel's just, still winning is like the point. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're still on top. There's there's no real competition out there yet. Absolutely. I mean? And I think also though, but they know because this is something that's huge. This is something that's huge. So Creed, we st- man, me and you gotta go see Creed. We gotta go see Creed. We gotta go see Creed because I was gonna say Creed, you know, was the number one movie in the world for weeks. Now John Wick's, you know, on the way. Um, it was an air. Air is set to do really well. Everybody talking about that. Right. There are these top, top Gun was the biggest movie of the pre was it pre, last year, right? Right. The comic. I'm not gonna say. I'm not because a lot of people are going as far as say comic movies are dying, but regular movies are making a comeback. Right. Like movies outside of the comic book genre are making a huge comeback, and because and I think it's because people are getting tired of the repetitiveness repetitiveness of the comic book movie I'm not saying that like comic book movies are gonna go like the way of the western where it's like okay we've seen one western you've seen them all but it could get to that if we don't if they don't intersect and do something soon hmm. I mean I guess I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying. <clears throat> I'm not denying the fact that regular movies are making a comeback. I just thought regular movies are doing better. I just. Like, you know what they, I mean? I just I'm just, it's weird that they've the last. They've recently they've outperformed the superhero movies. Right. That's just. It just seems strange. It's because the. I mean, the, the strongest comic book franchise right now is you know. I mean, well, movie wise, is Marvel, right? And they're still at the top. I mean, we've seen within this, this last like what phase, phase and a half or whatever. Yeah, they've, they've, they've been dropping. They've had some misses. They've had a, quite a few misses, you know. What I mean? And then some that are like really debatable misses, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, and that's like coming after like the phase before that being like hit, 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 hit. And hit, then you know what I mean, I saw somebody bring up a good point too about like the TV shows. And how they've made the TV shows like you know you need to view them to understand everything. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like too. that's become like a backfire thing, especially when yeah. it's not all the shows are good. No, no, they are not. So I you, still haven't been able to drag myself. To so Hawkeye. it's kind of like piling on a lot of bad. Yeah, and then you know say it gives you this reputation of like okay, well you guys yeah. are kind of falling off, and I think they got to get out of that. Yeah, I think it's just some bad choices. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the comic book uh, world is gonna go. Movie wise, is gonna leave anytime soon. I don't think it's gonna because yeah. people because people go like, oh, it's dying, but I don't see it. Like, <coughs> look at those numbers and tell me they're dying, dog. Maybe maybe critic maybe you know like critic wise. You know I don't know. I mean? You look at Shazam though. Yeah, okay, that's okay. Shazam's open like thirty million dollars less than the first movie. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, I, I don't like talking about DC when we talk about stuff like this. <laughs> but they're I mean? adding. It's hard to defend the comic book movies when you bring up DC because they're. But they're I mean? adding to the problem, right? By yeah. putting out these uh, lackluster movies, right. and obviously that's why it's so unfair. Because we got to talk about James Gunn. We got to talk about what they got coming up, and it has so much pressure on it. And it seems like they're already failing, but we haven't seen any of it yet. But we yeah. still got to That's what I say. It kind of sucks that we still have to deal with. We still we just got Shazam. We got two more movies of the old uh, regime to go Flash and Aquaman right are, Flash are those, is, not, are those Flash not part is, of this new regime too I thought they were no, I thought those, Aquaman, movies, those movies were made before right right but I thought they were being kept like as if they were part of this new they're like, being uh, promoted as like the pre as the as the like prequel leading into the new universe like and that's just I think that's just because they have to promote the movies in some kind of way 
Like they have, they want the movie to be successful because they got to make money back. But I don't think like they're literally there's, that's why James gonna keep saying like yes this is like the prelude but it's not really like Superman Legacy is really chapter one. That's why he keeps saying that. These movies you can you wouldn't consider like Flash like even though you could say like Flash starts at all right because it's supposed to reboot everything you might call that chapter one but they're not calling it chapter one. They're saying like these movies are kind of like the the end of the old DCU. They say the Flash leads into. Uh, you know, Superman Legacy or, or the new DC Universe or whatever, but we gotta see it, I guess. The problem with that is that Aquaman comes out after the Flash. I, I thought it was clear that Jason Moore was was being kept as Aquaman. We don't. It, it was clear that Jason Moore said that. It was clear that he said, "I'm not going anywhere." And but yeah. The Rock also said we get Superman versus Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but James Gunn has shot down almost all these rumors. He hasn't said nothing about Jason Momoa, though, right? I think because time still has to tell. I think that, and then Jason Momoa, not Jason. I'm sorry, James Gunn did say that. You know what he said about Flash that like if he whatever whatever stays on track with whatever he's doing. Like, yeah, they're they're willing to they're keep willing him. to keep him. So maybe they're they're willing to keep Jason Momoa. I'm just saying that like, and he said that about... Gadot hasn't been fired either. Right? Have you heard about um? Uh, that doesn't make sense to me though. But like, have you heard about um, uh, Aquaman two in the test screenings? Uh-uh. The te- the rumors. This is obviously just rumors. I don't. I haven't seen the movie, obviously, right? But they said they've had multiple, multiple test screenings. These are from like pretty like reliable sources. They're saying they've had multiple test screenings, and they say the movie is horrendous. Hmm. The last test screening they said they had, they said something unheard of happened. People walked out. A test screening. It's like you they, they bring you here, you watching a free movie that ain't even out yet. You getting to see some shit that ain't even hit the theaters yet, and you just walk out. This shit is this is boring. We we do something else. Yeah, I mean. But if you remember, um uh not see, now you talk about boring. When they asked Jason Moore, you're like about Aquaman 2 he was like this one's so different than the first one cause there's he said there's really no this ain't about punching bad guys This one, he said this one's more about our earth and what we're doing to it and the environment and stuff like that like and I don't know if you remember but there was rumors about um, in the movies the, the film script a while back and they said there was a scene where like Aquaman has to address like the United Nations and stuff like that you remember those rumors uh, vaguely Right. Well, I just I believe this movie has to do with like you know global warming and shit. Yeah, like oh wow, yeah, like pollution and global warming. It's, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I thought wasn't who? Wow, that fucking sucks. That really sucks. I don't know. Now, that doesn't mean there's not gonna be a villain in it. But he's saying like yeah. the the main, you know, whatever. But. The fact is, this isn't a Superman legacy situation. This movie is made, and people have seen it. Then there's the whole Ben Affleck is supposed to be in it. But that might be cut now. Because Aquaman's coming out after The Flash. The Flash resets the universe. We know that Ben Affleck is not Batman in the new universe, so we won't see Ben Affleck again after Flash resets the universe. Aquaman comes out after Ben Affleck was supposed to be in it. Remember, but remember that happened before James Gunn was the president. All right. So now likely that scene will be cut out of Aquaman. 
So we still got potentially two because Tom. This is so funny. You see the Tom Cruise. Yeah, movie? he saw the Tom Flash. Cruise. Say so he's seen the Flash and called and the so director and was like, "This is, this is the best fucking masterpiece." Seen. Yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. I know that tells me. That tells me a healthy donation was made to the Church of Scientology this oh, past for weekend. Sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure, Tom Cruise. What a weird choice! Like, it, I was like what the fuck? Yeah, like, maybe, maybe he did see it and he did like it, and he was like, you know, this is this is what we need. A healthy, but I donation. just don't. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know, man. It's whatever. This DC's got it's such. A, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, when we talk about like. <laughs> like the future of comic book movies I don't like talking about DC but, but but that's what I'm saying like think about the fatigue if like let's say the, the Flash is good right right and maybe it does push things to new limbs and we like sound, we finally like like usually with DC you get some good grace and then Aquaman comes out and it's a fucking ball and then that's the one movie we have before we get into this new universe the fatigue is still gonna be going I feel like both sides need to have a couple hits in a row to push back against that fatigue yeah, but see, if, and you know what, I, I can't even front, like, if James Gunn had just flat out, like, just said, Ezra Miller's no longer going to be the Flash after his movie, Jason is no longer Aquaman after this movie, Gal Gadot is no longer Wonder Woman, I think people would be a little bit more forgiving if these shits are stinkers. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They wouldn't really care. No one really cared because it's just like, we know it's part of the old regime. He even pushed the, you know, he even said they're no longer part of his project. And then you got Zachary Levi saying he's not going anywhere. So then when Shazam 2 fucking bombs, now you got this fucking loser that doesn't know how to act like a teenager. (laughs) Like, 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 bro, like how hard, like, listen, man, listen, listen, I know not every man. It's like totally awesome, bro. Not every man is, not every man is the same, but like, when you get with your boys, you know that your maturity level goes down a couple digits right, right, right yeah right. and y'all just have a good time y'all be clowning how hard is it for you to be immature as a man like it really like it's crazy it's crazy to me. like it's, that should have been like one of the easiest things he could probably do naturally like it, it seems like he's never seen a teenage person in their life or a kid in their life that's that's how bad his acting is in my opinion as Shazam it's pretty bad like like it's like how you said earlier I don't know if you said this off mic or, or on the mic where it's just like he the Billy Batson actor is pretty good. It's good, and then Zachary Levi is like really shitty. And so it's like, like it doesn't turns, even it like, like he literally turns to a different character yeah. rather than turning into an adult into version, the adult of, version of the kid. Right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, to me, bro. But yeah, you see what I'm saying? So like, back back to it, had James Gunn just you know cut ties with all of them because it's just like who the fuck was fighting for Ezra Miller to stay as the Flash? You see what I'm saying? Like you when when he caught Henry Cavill, you had a whole fan base that was upset. You know when Batman like left. Uh, you had like the fan base a little bit split because you're just, they're just like keeping him as a bat, but then other people were like, ah, you know, he's going through shit. Let him have his stuff, right? You had that. Who the fuck was asking for Ezra Miller to stay? To be f- who the fuck asked for Jason Momoa to stay? To be fair, I think it's it's circumstance. I think it's like see Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill didn't get fired. He just never got hired. Like he wasn't Superman when when James Gunn was coming up with these plans. It just was like the Rock. And seven bucks went over the DC, uh, the DC Studios heads at the time, and went straight to <coughs> Warner Brothers, and asked them to make you know to let them have Henry Cavill at the end of uh, Black Adam, and they were they were thinking like that would make their mo- their movie much more money, it would be more successful, which would then push uh, Warner Brothers to back their play. And, you know, we would have got the, the movies that The Rock talked about. And Henry Cavill would have likely have come back. But Warner Brothers had already, like we see from James Gunn, they had already ordered other Superman projects from other people. James Gunn, 
Michael B. Jordan, allegedly, uh, fucking J.J. Abrams. Like, these people had already got Superman things. They had already ordered Superman things. So, like, and they literally hadn't, they did not have Henry Cavill in mind. As crazy as that sounds, they didn't really have, like, Henry in mind because, like, their last movie with Henry had come out in 2016. Like, come out. Or 17, rather. Come out in 2017. Like, just League, the theatrical version. Of course, you got the Snyder Cut, but that's streaming. The majority of people seen him last in 2017. So, in that five-year gap, they hadn't, they hadn't seen Henry Cavill. And they had, he didn't have any appearances coming up. So, for them, they're like, okay, that's not that important to necessarily keep him. Whether they decide to put him as a cameo or not, it wasn't necessarily as important. But these guys had movies coming out. We're going to see them right now. Like, right before, like I said, right before this new universe pops up, we're going to see them. So I, I I get why there's a little bit more of a hesitancy, and like even with Ezra Miller, like even though Henry Cavill much more beloved than Ezra Miller, right? Much more loved, but Henry Cavill didn't have a three hundred million dollar movie on the way. Ezra Miller did, so it's just like I think it's just circumstance. I don't think it's necessarily that they wanted him more. I just think they had a movie coming out with him. It's worth almost three hundred million dollars, and it just sucks that he like are they just you know fucking went crazy and they started terrorizing Hawaii and shit. I just don't think one of us could have seen that coming. But I don't think they could just like throw him away so easily, unfortunately. Just but, simply. But, but James Gunn was cutting so many other shit. Like he was just letting go of so many other things. Like it wouldn't, it, how does how does any of this fit into his new universe? It, it'll feel forced. You know what I mean? Like how, how do you keep him as the Flash in this? I think that the Flash, I think, them turning like the Flash movie into Flashpoint has like retroactively helped them because this movie being a Flashpoint movie it allows for like the universe to reboot at the end and you don't even necessarily have to like show that like he can literally just like come back at the end because I think the, the original post credit scene for the Flash was supposed to be originally it was supposed to be Michael Keaton and Sasha Kyle Supergirl but I think that's been cut and thank god so like, now, it'll likely just be... Maybe it's just the Flash, and he's just, like, running in his new suit or something like that, right? And... Or maybe... Maybe... Yeah, I, I doubt I doubt we see the new Superman. That, that's, a, that's a stretch. Because it's too soon. It's, so, and it hasn't even been an actor or nothing. Right, right, right. That's too soon. But, like, say Jason Momoa <laughs> pops up or something like that. Or they use somebody else. Or whatever. Or they gog it out. Or whatever the fuck. Or, like I said, they don't. And they just show him running in the new suit. If you just show him running in the new suit at the end, all you have to do is have him appear in the next movie with the new suit and everything and it's already been established that like he changed the universe or whatever and he's just now in this new universe that's so ridiculous I think it, I think it is ridiculous I think I think the like the the ideal move would be just to be like completely start the fuck over like that makes sense to me like if you're gonna start over start over especially if you've been promoting this whole thing like a like a start like a start over, over yeah. yeah like how are you gonna start over and you got 90% of like the fucking last cast yeah, I I thought I thought personally this this the only person who should have rolled over was was Waller. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if she, if yeah, if Waller's gonna be a big character because like I said, I think Viola Davis is like is like the M <coughs> is like the M of this like that like how M and James Bond like mm-hmm. was the same, even though it was I went from um, it went from it went from Brosnan to to Craig and it still kept the same M. Mm-hmm. I felt like they could do the same thing with Waller. I think that's the idea, but keeping these other people, it seems a bit much. But I'm telling you, I think it's circumstantial. I think it's literally just because this kind of how the cards fell. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Because then you got, like, uh, Team Peacemaker. 
Like, I get Viola Davis. I get that. You know what I mean? Mm. But the whole Peacemaker team? You know what I mean? Like, this is... And then I wouldn't be fucking, like, surprised if, like... was her name? Mar- uh, Margot Robbie or whatever? If she pops up as Harley Quinn somewhere down the line. I can see that happening. You see what I'm saying? This is like, what, what, where was the restart? Where was the reboot then? The, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, essentially if, just the Trinity then. Just barely. If you fucking keep going at it, yeah. Like, it's literally just two people fucking gone. Like, that's hardly a fucking restart. That's hardly a reboot. Yeah, I agree with you. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, it'd be different if he was just promoting it as, like, okay, we're going to do something different. We're going to, you know, choose different people. You know what I mean? Some people are going to remain the same. That would have been different. But if he just... Oh, everything's gonna be new. Everything's gonna be different. Everything's got a we have ten year plan. Like it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna. It's be. Like you essentially got we the gotta exact see same the fucking cast. We gotta see the ten year plan because a lot of it's like what James Gunn has said is like it's gonna be a reset. Like he hasn't confirmed who's staying, who's not staying. Like they did say Ezra could stay if they wanted to. Other than that, we don't know anything confirmed. But I think when we get more like details on the plan, then we'll know like really you, who's staying. Do you think that was a James Gunn decision about Ezra Miller? Because I, I remember WB was saying like before this whole James Gunn thing was saying that as long as he stayed on his like road to like apology or whatever, they wouldn't mind keeping him. I, right. You know was, so yeah. do you think that was out of his control? A I think bit? that was. I think that was. I think that was like that was the st- like you said that was the condition prior to James even coming on board. Right. But I do think James was sincere in saying like he he worked with Ezra and he didn't have a problem with them and stuff like that. They liked him. Yeah, but do you, like whether he liked them or not, do you think it it really was like, like left up to like James Gunn or was that something that WB was like no no, no keep him. I think I think when you see how like they're promoting this movie and you see how they're like Tom Cruise loves it and they're like uh, you know and it's got so much money built into it and they're saying it's like one of their their Helen is like one of their greatest achievements and everything like that. I think that that they were like we need to try to figure this out because like if it's if it's all if it's all that they say it is, it's not going to be good if they replace him for the second one. Right. So you think okay, so, also so you I think, think uh, yeah, did I think, have like a pretty I think good he had more control. Yeah, I think they had more control of it than than, than they would say. All right. Whatever. Yeah, I just you know what I mean. I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You know what I mean. We'll, we'll see. see. Every yeah. time, every time, every time we start talking about DC, it it's just it, it, it leaves you in like a depressive state. Oh, right. Every fucking time, there's like no light at the end of the tunnel right now, man. <laughs> there is light, man. Superman legacy, man. There is light. <laughs> there is no Speaking light of Superman, I just want to throw this in real quick. And I, I, I know you had started it a little bit. I gotta get back on Demon Slayer so we can keep doing our deal. You know, some Demon Slayer for some Superman Lois. Right. Keep that going. Superman Lois season three. I watched the first episode. Banger. Yeah. Banger, dog. They keep getting better. <laughs> like they just keep getting. I'm telling you, mission. You miss. Like if you if you need a Superman fix, this is it. Every season, the special effects get better. The fucking they, the suit this season looks dope too. They got the simple looking dope. The, the 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 story, the acting, the direction, everything has been my only irk about this season. You know it. Jordan Jordan Elsass is no longer playing uh, John Kent anymore. He's being played by what's the young man's name? His last name is Bishop. I can't remember his first name, but the the young man did a did an okay job for the first episode. They didn't give him too much to work with. I felt like he wasn't as central to the plot as like the old John would have been if he if they would have kept the same actor. I felt I felt right. like they didn't want to put too much pressure on him right. for that first episode. But he did good. But he had to work. With Let him get his sea legs first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He did good, and he has great chemistry with the brother. Okay, good. I mean, that's what's really important, right? I mean. The whole brother dynamic. Yeah, but I wanted to see his chemistry with Clark more in this episode, too. Because just how... I know you haven't seen Superman Lois season two, but when you see that season, you'll understand what I mean. Okay. But yeah, great first episode. They set it up cool. Oh, man, they they, they, they brought fucking... This season, man. Two, two comic book villains in the first episode. 
two comic book villains in the first episode. Then they had Jordan training in the fortress, and he was fighting like computer generated versions of Superman's older enemies. And they showed like Ultra Humanite and uh, you know um, fucking um, Titano and like just like classic Superman villains and shit. Like, and that was a cool Easter egg. But it was a really good first episode. Really good first episode. And the story looks like going to be really interesting this season. So, all right, good Sorry for that. But moving on. I got the, the Rebel Moon shit. Soon right? as we soon as we try to get away from DC, here comes Zack Snyder. Let's wait one fucking second. I knew I was forgetting something. One second. One second before we get into the Rebel Moon shit. Every fucking time. I used to have a homie who says, rest in peace with Cassius. I used to have a homie who say this all the time. He used to say this all the time. Every time DC has an announcement, big or small, don't matter if it's big, small, if it's TV, movie, don't fucking matter. Zack Snyder will drop a DC related topic announcement the same day, day after whatever to take attention from. I used to think it was bullshit. I used to be like, come on, that's, I think you're going a little too hard on Zack. I used to think that. But if you go and look, every time a big DC announcement is made, Zack drops like, this is before, before, the, before the Snyder cut actually came out. Every time DC would have like a huge announcement, Zack would drop a picture of the Snyder cut. With like a caption that says like it exists, or some shit like that, like real cryptic shit. Like now, so like James Gunn announces he's directing Superman, right? The fucking next day, he posts a picture of of Ben Affleck as Batman, a never before seen picture with a date in April. And everybody's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Full circle announcement coming soon." <laughs> okay. So I was I was gonna ask you about that tweet, right? Like he said something about DC related, and yeah. it, it was cryptic as fuck. Super, it's you, it's it's likely just that the movies, um, they might be doing some kind of IMAX event for the movies to be released in theaters. That's just what it is. The Justice League movie mm-hmm. to be released in theaters after what, like four years? Nah, I I don't know. Like, it can make, like, an IMAX event, like a three, like, you get, like, a... Have you ever seen those um, events where, like, they'll, like, you let you get, like, tickets to three movies or something like that? Like, a trilogy, you can watch it all day or something right. like that? I think it might be something along those lines. Jeez. Okay. Because people, you know, people are speculating, like, I saw people online, like, James Gunn's a liar! He said that Zack was done! And does it seem like a man that's done? <laughs> that's funny. No, but I mean, I mean, what you just said about him always dropping shit when DC drops it. So I'd be doing that shit too. That's, that's I look for animated fucking like announcements to come in and I'll drop that's my fan mad out. petty though. That's but not. He's, that's he's that's literally so your shit could trend with their shit. You're right. He's competing against a fucking billion dollar conglomerate, dog. Yeah, Wait, he's gonna he, need a bandwagon on some of their uh, other news. I remember when fucking uh, they dropped Crisis on Infinite Earths dropped that he was dropping like like cryptic Snyder Snyder cut teases like all the time. Every time they it drops something, he drops a Snyder cut tease like <laughs> it, it does it exists. And it works. No, no, no. He no, no. This motherfucker is so cold with this. I give him, I give him, I give him this. He dropped the picture from the Snyder cut, and with, in quotations he put, "Does it exist?" <laughs> and I was like, "This nigga too cold." <laughs> Oh, he's too cold with this shit. I fuck with Zach. There you bro. Go. I shit. fuck with Zach. But Zack Snyder, man, you know he's doing Rebel Moon on Netflix. Yeah. Well, he talked about a game, bro. A RPG. He said they're building a massive RPG, which is a game. This is so like... He, know, he's an open world game, right? Like an RPG it's, it's, open world? Yeah, but like Zack is so like cart before the horse. Like, I don't know how excited I can be for this when I haven't even seen any of the fucking movie. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, for what, for what, like, 
for what gaming station, bro? Is it? It better not be a mobile game, bro. Because I'm be fucking pissed. Y'all here announcing a fucking video game? And it turns out it's just for the fucking phone. Yeah. Well, he says they're developing it. If they're developing, it, it's gonna take some time. I'm hoping that it'd be like a AAA game. Yeah, something. You know what I mean? But because maybe maybe it is because because he invented this, right? All right. So maybe it's a scenario whereas they're like he's he's literally licensed the content out himself, and like he he's letting them make a game about it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how um or not uh well he didn't license it. Fucking um the guy who created The Witcher, mm. he sold the, the video game rights to The Witcher because he didn't even he was it was books. He didn't look at it like that. He was like you didn't think a video game would kind of be like that big of a deal and in the beginning it wasn't but they've sold millions of copies now and he you know he's kind of like come out and been like pissed about that or whatever I don't know if they gave him some money or something like that I can't remember but like he sold that shit for like 5 G's and this is like in the 90's so this ain't like this ain't like the Batman shit yeah, <laughs> like this like this like he like fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have negotiated a better contract than yeah. that some royalties or something so maybe like... Zach has like you know done something like that where he's giving somebody this the, the, the video game deals ahead of the time before he even like it comes out and everything so maybe maybe they come out together come out close you know what I mean mm, I don't know is it coming out next year Rebel it's coming Moon? out next year Rebel who's coming out yeah. next year really yeah it's coming out next Okay, is well, that's probably not there. No, I don't think it's this it's year. It's this December. You sure? That seems kind of fast. It, it's pretty much been month for two years. Yeah? yeah? Two years? About. I can have sworn. Let me see. <coughs> Rebel Moon. Yeah, December 22nd, 2023. Wow. He's working this move for a while, dude. He's working this move for a while. But it's like you know, his he says it's, it's his own take on Star Wars, which you know, I think he tried to sell this idea to them right? to, to Lucasfilm, and they yeah, rejected and it. Rejected and he sold it, it to, to to Netflix. Right. So hopefully, it's like a. Re- I think that's really cool because like just like Zack Snyder, being who he is, the edgy, crazy motherfucker that he is, like creating a, a large space world. Like I just can't wait to see that. Yeah, me too. Like, I can't wait to see. Oh, as well, and he just keeps building on it. Yeah, and I hope I hope the video game. I hope the video game is cool. All right. Hell, the video game is cool. But anyway, moving on. Jason David Frank's final film was the Legend it of the White Dragon. Legend of the White Dragon. Yeah. That's coming. Um, we'll be releasing in the fall, in 2023. Okay. And then we were talking about this previously on another episode. Definitely gonna check that out. Cause shout out to Jason David Frank. Yeah, man, he did good work. Yeah. You see him, you know immediately. Tommy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, everybody support the movie too, and you know. And, rent the movie or whatever you know but stream it whatever stream it the right way you know yeah stream it the right way don't look at me like that stream it the right way everybody stream it the right way stream it the right way fucking criminal I ain't no fucking criminal man I don't like, I don't do that type of shit but uh stream that shit the right way no but seriously because you know you know he left the family behind and it's his last project and I would just like it to be successful and you know everything. Is everything he he gave to Power Rangers and gave to the fans, and it'd just be cool if the fans gave him something in the end. You know. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it goes to future installments of that franchise or something. You know what I mean? Help him keep building up on that world. Why not? <laughs> God damn it! Why not? Why you put me in these positions? How the fuck they come with this? What, is he supposed to be the only ranger in that movie? What do you oh, mean? Is the is. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny it's, first of all it's not a Power Ranger movie it's a it's not a Power Ranger movie yeah it's like this own interpretation of right like, right right okay so right and that's what all I'm right. saying it's like 
motherfucker is the legend of the white dragon, not dragons. Dragon, how you fuck gonna make there's a second be, one? What the fuck? There's gonna be other characters in there. That's, that's like build up on that world. Like, all other, right, but I don't what know what the fuck. Like, what do you? I don't know if he's still like you know. I don't know you know his production company. I don't know how that'll work with him being gone. Is what I'm essentially saying. You know what I mean? I don't know what the plans was when he was still with us. I don't know what the plans are now. I get what you're saying, like continue, but maybe the plan was to do multiple ones with him involving maybe you can't do that necessarily with him gone obviously but that's yeah. why i said expand upon the world and obviously that doesn't mean it, why would i say expand upon the world if i meant just keep giving us sequels let's see the movie first <laughs> let's see the movie first <laughs> let's see the movie first i don't know you want to see I, who's who's all in the movie ain't michael jay white in the movie I don't remember, but I know there's other former Rangers in that movie, too. Former Rangers? Absolutely. Other actors that played oh, Rangers. Oh, that played Rangers? Yes. Okay. So, you, okay, I get what you're saying. So, you're saying that. Yeah, bitch. You like, could have said here and ass first before you started laughing like <laughs> who the fuck I meant, asshole. I don't know. It kind of sounds like you're trying to do Expendables without Sylvester Stallone. I mean, after like four or five movies, it's kind of like, you know, Sylvester Stallone just, you know. You still got to have a slot. You can have him. You can have him. It wouldn't really make a big difference after. I just point. don't want Legend of the White Dragon to become. I'm talking like we've seen all the Legend of the White Dragon. I'm just fucking around. But like, I don't want Legend of the White Dragon to become what Fast and Furious has become in the absence of Paul Walker. You know what I'm saying? All right. I mean, just. <laughs> maybe, I'm just saying maybe he had a certain idea for it, and now he's not here, and we want you know we don't get to see that happen. I don't want him to bastardize it. Nah, but I mean, if you intended for this to be a whole new world or a whole new take on something, and like they had the licensing rights to do this or whatever, right, right, right. You know what I mean? You can just one movie in and out. You know what I mean? He, if he wanted this to be something bigger, why wouldn't you honor that? You know what? Good point. You know what? Good point. If if he wanted it to be something bigger, and then if you could expand upon it, and his production company was still involved, and maybe his kids could eat off that too. I'm cool with that. There you go. I'm absolutely cool with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super cool with that. Okay, I see what you're saying. But I don't know. Just the way you said it, though, baby, laugh. Like, though. Like, like, bitch, you didn't even let me finish my fucking thought before you started way, laughing. This is like right after we talking about, like, you know, shout out to him and, you know, rest in peace and everything. And you just like, you know, you know, I wonder what they going to do with the second movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> didn't say that at all, bitch. I said it would be cool if they can expand upon it. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, man, moving on. Have you seen this TV show? I had to put this on here because I love this fucking TV show, and I didn't think I would love it in the beginning. But you seen? Have you seen Bel Air? No. I so it's a, so it's like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? right? Just like a drama or whatever, right? A drama. When I first heard this shit, I was like, I'm out. I don't want no parts of this shit. This shit sounds like a bad idea. They're gonna ruin it, and that shit is phenomenal. It's phenomenal, dude. Like it's it's as a fr- are you a Fresh Prince fan? Yeah, absolutely. As a Fresh Prince fan, you will love that shit. You will love that shit. It really does. Now, when they say like turn into a drama, I thought I my my I was uh, hesitant because I'm like, usually when you see like comedies turn into dramas, it's like let's make every situation serious, let's make every situation sad, let's make you know everything over the top dramatic, Tyler Perry esque. You know what I mean? And it's not that at all. It take it what it does is take a 22 minute comedy and make it into a 45 minute drama. But it keeps the heart of that series. It feels obviously it's for today, and the characters have evolved to be like for today. <coughs> but the heart of the series is still there. You know what I mean? Jabari Banks, who plays Will Smith in this show, he's fucking fantastic. 
You know what I'm you you would think this motherfucker one of Will Smith lost kids or something. Like he doesn't, but he doesn't. He doesn't play it like he's a like he's a caricature of Will, or you know, uh, or he's playing he's playing the character Will Smith. He's not playing Will Smith the person who played that character because right. Will Smith the person he obviously had his own uh, ways that he would move and ways that he would act. And there's there's similarities there in their performances, but Jabari has really found a way to make it his own and make it more modern and, and to be for himself. But the story is phenomenal. The cast is phenomenal. The heart is still there. And it's a great, it's a great reboot. It's a great reboot. Like, I, I think this is the best I've ever seen that's been done. And they, they just got renewed for season three. No, oh, good show. Yeah, so if you, you have Peacock? No, I do not. Okay. No. But they have it, it's on Peacock. And um, the first season was- You got Peacock? Yeah. Oh, you got Peacock? The first season was the... Okay, I'm lying. I don't have Peacock. My grandma got Peacock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be side slider. My grandma liked the show, too, because I, I go to my grandma's house. I watch my grandma sometimes. Which we both was like, damn, I can't believe this is really good. Because we love the Fresh Prince, man. It's a classic. But this, this shit is really, really fucking good, man. It's really, really fucking good. The storytelling is really good. The acting is really good. Direction. The, the the oh man the, the I can't say enough about like the set dressing the the the, the stylist whoever we're doing on the show they they do an amazing job on the series and it, it's but it's, it's modern you know what I'm saying it's not like a redo of the '90s and nothing like that and let's dramatize it it's today you know what I'm saying but let's take that story and heart of that story and bring it into today and it works yeah good show it hits you should check that out for sure definitely check that out somewhere down the line I got you. You gotta stop watching so much violent <laughs> shit, man. That's why you're so angry all the time. No. You gotta <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You gotta stop watching so much. I like so my much. violent shit. No. no. You gotta take a break from some of that stuff, man. No, I want more. You gotta take... <laughs> I want more. I need more. Um, anyway, boys, since you want more violence, here we go right here. Sequel to Gladiator. Time out. I, I, tell me if... I, I ain't dreamed this shit. Did they say Denzel Washington is fucking gonna appear in this Denzel, Gladiator sequel? Denzel is a reportedly in talks to 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 appear in Gladiator 2. That's kind of crazy. Starring Gladiator 2. That's kind of crazy. That is fucking crazy. I'm not mad, though. I'm not mad. I ain't mad either. Yeah, I can't fucking that's wait. That's interesting as fuck. Like, whoa. And apparently, Barry K, Barry Keegan, who played Joker in the Batman, is apparently um, portraying the film's villain. Okay. That right, makes sense. He's got a villain in your face. We don't know too much about the movie other than that. We know it's you know it's a sequel to the first, same director coming back. So it's it's it, people are excited for it. Yeah. No, I gotta I be sure. completely honest on this <clears throat> microphone, new because I ain't never lied to y'all on this microphone. You before. never saw the movie. Never saw Gladiator all the way word. through. No, nope. I'm gonna go watch it now because obviously. Oh, I'm saying <laughs> Gladiator. had was fuck that was that was Russell Crowe right? Uh yeah yeah okay. yeah Russell Crowe. I don't know why my dumb ass is about to say Gerard Butler. They got the same energy. They, they got the, <laughs> yeah, they got the same. Russell Crowe's obviously older, but like, yeah, they, they got the same energy. Honestly, like if they <laughs> like Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe and Gerard Butler, they got the same dad, different yeah. <laughs> and like their movies, when they make movies, they got like the same energy. Okay, I can see why you almost fucked that up. All right. <laughs> Russell Crowe could have been the guy that was like saving Morgan Freeman in that last Olympus. Yeah, 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 that ass, that ass. Could have been Russell Crowe, bro. That ass, that, that ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> different mamas. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no, it was the same mama, different daddies, right? Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I can see, I can see where you fucked up with that. That, that, <laughs> that, that honestly, honestly, not even mad that you made that mix. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah it's like that doesn't even make me racist. No, no, like, like, no. like if you told me you thought Russell Crowe was like three hundred, you know what I mean, like the three hundred, uh, yeah, 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 I would be like, no, but I can see why he thought that. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I can see why he thought he was it. Nah, nah. So what's this? What's this? Uh, Tarantino's final film. Tar- what's, uh, what's going on there? Quentin Tarantino is so Quentin Tarantino. If you, you know, obviously we all know Tar- Quentin Tarantino. But if you didn't know this about Quentin Tarantino, he's all he has always vowed to only <coughs> only make ten movies. He's always only wanted to make ten films. Wow, that's crazy. He's, he's, because he's always, he's always, I, I kind of understand it, but it, it, to me, it doesn't leave you too much room for error. In my opinion, it means okay. like. I gotta, I gotta go for it every single time, and I want to make the movie that I want to make every single time. Not like I made this movie because the studio wanted this to be done. Like every single one of his movies, I look at him and it's like the identity of them. Nobody else could have made them. They're clearly Tarantino. Tarantino films are damn near a genre in itself. Right. Because like he can play in these different genres. He can play in these uh, crime noir films. He can play in uh, samurai esque, you know, thriller. He can play in a. a uh, a fucking uh, a mystery. He can play in a in a, in, in, in a, a comedy kind of, but it, it, like he has his own like spin on all these different things, and has his own like Tarantino isms, I guess you could kind of call them, right. within the films. But he's always only wanted to do <coughs> ten. He's only now he's written more than he's written more than nine films prior to this, but he has only directed nine films, so he's only made nine films, keeping in with that. And now he will f- direct his final film, which is titled The Movie Critic. And it will be, uh, it will start, it'll be a female-led film in the, set in the 1970s about a female movie critic. And I just, for one, I love Tarantino. I love his, like, female-led films. He always creates... Name two. Name two. Two. Okay, this is that's easy. Jackie Brown, Kill Bill. I can name three: Kill Bill Volume One, Kill Bill Volume Two, Jackie Brown. Um, what's well, that wasn't really female led. Let me think of well, that's three right there. I mean, you said name two. Yeah, Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two were kind of. Like- I said Jackie Brown. You don't even know Jackie. You've seen Jackie Brown before. Uh, mm, no. Classic right there. Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro. Pam Greer as Jackie Brown. Pam Greer. Okay, wait, that. hold on. That actually starts to sound familiar. Hold on. She plays the flight attendant, and she's like smuggling drugs and money whatever, and the feds trying to capture. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Classic okay. fucking. Movie. You know what your names? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking movie. But he's so good at it. just his female. I'm just touching to make sure you're not full of shit. Go no, ahead, I, ain't full of, I love Tarantino, and just his female characters in his individual films—they're always strong. And they're always like written in a really, really good way. So, like, I'm I'm very excited to see that this movie, and then like it being in in 1970s, he's really good at like period pieces. Like he did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm. and really kind of like captured that the essence of that era and how TV was back then, how film how the film world was back then. Everything looked warm. So I think like how you can how he'll capture like the 1970s and that time, and like how of course being a, I mean be, being a, yeah, a movie critic. But then, like, being a female movie critic at a time where, like, women had just kind of started to get a little bit of independence, I think that's going to be a real interesting fucking movie. Like, I think it's going to be a real interesting fucking movie. Like, that shit sounds really, really interesting. All right. Yeah. 
So I'm excited to see it. We don't know too much about it other than, than you know, those little those little plot details. And I don't know who's going to play the character. Man, it'd be super fucking dope. I know. Be, I, I would love to see him you know, hook up with somebody new, give somebody new a chance. But it'd be super dope if he reunited with Uma Thurman. Okay. Yeah, I mean. yeah that'd, be, that'd be super dope. But it could be somebody new too. Now, this is something that people have been asked for and we haven't really gotten since Jackie Brown. I wouldn't... I think this would add another theme to the movie too unless he decided not to play it like that but I would say it would be an opportunity for him to cast a black woman but then again they could add another lead to it that you know it being the 1970s and everything to it so I don't know but I'm interested in the movie for sure it's his 10th movie and we've, we've waiting to see what the 10th movie is going to be some people speculate Kill Bill 3 which I kind of knew it wasn't going to be that because uh, Kill, Kill Bill ends in a way that's like it's that's kind of it's good yeah you could always do like the whole Revenge arc of yeah, that little girl or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen people talk about that. It's just like, ah, right. leave it alone. Yeah. Like, it ended pretty good, you know? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, so, we'll see. Right. We'll see, but I'm excited for it. But you gotta watch Jackie Brown, bro. You gotta watch Jackie Brown. I, I've seen it. It's oh, just, you've seen it? Yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. It's just, it's been like, you know, forever. And, you know, like I said, you know me with names. It's just... Man, he's got so many good... Man... It's hard for me to even say like what his best movie is, but I can say this without a doubt. I don't care what anybody fucking says, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> God, all him. right, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Quentin Tarantino right. and his use of the N word and all that shit. I get it, I understand, but I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Quentin Tarantino made the best slave movie of all fucking time. He made the best fucking slave movie of all time in Django Unchained. The best fucking slave movie. It's the only slave movie where the slave not only gets free, he gets his revenge on his captors, he rides off into the sunset with his pretty ass wife, and he literally beats all the people that oppressed him. Gets his revenge on everybody. It's the only slave movie where the black protagonist fully wins in the end. All these other fucking slave movies that gave me Roots, Twelve Years a Slave, Twelve Years Under the Slave, all this other shit. <laughs> honey, you know, Hundred Years on the Run, all this other shit they gave us. All this other shit they gave us. And none of the fucking, you can never have the fucking black man be victorious in the end. It's some type of way he either end up sad or... Fucking, I'm going to add this as a slave movie too. The fucking butler. Yeah, give me that bullshit. I don't want to see that shit. I want to see the fucking, I want to see the black man get justice, goddammit. And that's what that movie is. They got, uh, 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 that's all it took. That, that, a fucking, and people get mad at Quentin Tarantino because he's a white guy and I understand that. But a white man, unfortunately, gave us the best slave movie of all time. I'm sorry. Where the black man actually got to be victorious. And every time, yes, the characters, the white characters in Quentin Tarantino's movie, they use the N-word, and they're usually, a lot of the white characters would be racist in the movie. But I think that's, to me, that's a lot, like a, like a lot of things, like the violence in his movies, I feel like that's hyper-realism. It's, it's like, this is a realistic, it's more like, it's not like you're watching a movie, it's like you're watching, like you got a hidden camera. Where you, like in Reservoir Dogs, where all the criminals are sitting around the table, and they all talk, and they're using slurs, and they talk about women, and they're doing all this crazy shit. It's like, that's well, how do you expect a group of criminals to be sitting around talking? But all the time, Samuel Jackson has pointed this out too. No matter what the other characters of the, of the movie say about the black character, 
the black character in Tarantino's movies is well, one, it might always be Samuel Jackson, but two, <laughs> two, that character is usually the smartest, most fierce character in the film. You know what I mean? They're never they they may be underestimated by the other characters around them, but that never hampers their genius as a character. And is that not minorities in real life? Is that not is, 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 are the, are the do non-minorities sometimes not like make assumptions about minorities? Like, okay, well, you know, he may not be as smart or you know, I may think of him this way or he, 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 you, you take a, they take, may take a look at a person and make assumptions about them based on their, you know, nationality, race, creed, whatever you want to call it. All right. That's something that happens <clears throat> in real life. So for it to happen in the movies, I don't, I've never seen a problem with it. I always go, shit, that's realistic. Like whenever I see, when I see that, that, that scene, uh, in Reservoir Dogs, when they're all sitting around in the cafe and they're having that conversation and they're saying all this heinous shit, I'm just like, well, that seems real. Because when guys get around the table, any, any group of guys, it can be any race guy, it doesn't have to be a group of white guys, it can be a group of black guys, it can be a group of any kind of guys. They get around, they're going to say shit that they wouldn't necessarily say in a public forum about other, about other races of people, about other genders, about other sexuality, whatever. They're going to just, they're going to talk more freely and I feel like he just shows that the di- with the dialogue in his movies, he's always shown the more realistic aspect of humanity. You know what I mean? So I've never had an issue with it. But I can totally understand people having an issue with it. All right. But yeah, excited for that fucking movie, man. Yeah, good shit. And we <laughs> talked about this in a, we talked about this in a previous episode. That Frankenstein movie, uh, Frankenstein right? for Netflix, which yeah. is supposed to supposed to um, they're saying that, that uh, Garfield, Andrew me, Garfield, right? Garfield and Oscar Isaac are in talks to star in it, right? But Guillermo uh, Guillermo de, de Toro is Guillermo. In how do you, yeah, you say it for me? Guillermo de Toro. There you go. He he is in, in talks to um, direct the film. Okay, reportedly, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, he's and, an amazing director. Well, and, Andrew Garfield was supposed to be Doctor Frankenstein or the monster. He's supposed Frankenstein. to be the monster. Andrew, that's crazy. I think he's he's the taller, lankier one, right? Okay. All right. So they're not putting a whole lot of meat on this monster, then. All right. So we it's just gonna be a skinny see. motherfucker, then. Okay. Do we know anything else about this? I mean, I think that's the news right there. That Del Toro could be fucking the director, like. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like cast wise or anything like that. Other than those two, I we just, don't know. I don't know. But just you know, give you <laughs> some, uh, give you some of Del Toro's, you know, hits, you know, for the people at home. You know. Del Toro did both both the uh, first two Hellboys, which all the fans love those. The first two Hellboys, Hellboy 1 and Hellboy Golden Army. He did both of those. Okay. But my favorite movie that he did, a movie that is very special in my heart. And to me, if you if I bring this movie up, it trumps everything else. I don't care. It, when I when I when I hear when I hear Del Toro, I think of this movie. All right, you know my guy did Blade Two, right? Blade Two, Blade Two. Oh the shit, the Blade Two. Okay, yes, Blade Two, okay. the Blade Two. The worst, the worst Blade, right? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit! <laughs> don't ever don't ever disrespect Blade Two again like that shit. What the fuck is wrong with you saying them crazy shit like that? Shit was garbage, dog. Man, you crazy as hell. You, he's trolling like a motherfucker right now. You know Blade. Every time my I'm to my Blade Two, not Blade Three. Yeah, no, I'm saying the Ryan Reynolds one was the best one. He, he's trolling like a motherfucker right now, man. I'm not. He playing games, man. You playing games, man. You playing games. Just bring up, talk about that Boruto thing. Oh, Boruto? That yeah. was a jump. 
you know, you know, you don't want to talk about. Uh, we'll get to that. I'll save that. That you, yeah. you want to end on a sad note? Yeah, uh, celebratory slash that. Okay, okay. <clears throat> man, caught me with a with a, a sidestep there. I didn't even realize we were just jumping straight in this. All right, I didn't have a good transition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Like, they can't all be good, I guess. Yeah, right? Exactly, you know. All right, so let's talk about the anime first, right? The anime just ended, uh, right? Obviously, it's like part one of Baruto, right? So, right, they it just ended with Baruto's apparent death, and like he, he's actually dead, like he's he's dead, right? But if we've seen it for the manga reader, but if we've seen it, yeah, he actually comes back seconds later. Yeah, spoiler alert, everybody, you understand that he comes back, yeah, within like a couple seconds later, a minute or two, or whatever, he gets regenerated by the Okatsuki Momoshiki guy that's inside of him, right. <clears throat> So that that's what's pretty big in the anime part of Barto and the manga part of Barto kind of like answers a couple of questions I guess people had in the beginning like why is Barto telling us this story you know what I mean as a flashback and a lot of theories have been coming forward right so in the manga spoiler alert guys right uh, Kawaki had this one genetically altered Okatsuki girl human girl thing she. She's like a human that was experimented on by... Ada, uh, I think it is. Ida, Ada, I have no idea, right? Her power was always supposed to be like she could make people fall in love with her just by looking at them, right? Mm. But that was always just the minimal the minimal part of her power. She can't control her full power. But her power can be used on a global scale. When she's like really like hyped up with emotion, it happens. And so she and Kawaki rewrote everybody's memories to believe that Kawaki is actually Kawaki Uzumaki. Naruto's, yeah. Naruto Uzumaki's natural born son. And that Baruto was the kid that they found, you know what I mean, and brought in and yada, yada, yada. So essentially, Kawaki and Barato switched Switch places. Lives, yeah. And everybody in the world, except for Serata, who's Sasuke's daughter, believes that Barato killed Naruto because Kawaki, who they believe is actually Naruto's son, is saying that he killed my father. Because his whole goal now is to kill Barato because he doesn't think that Naruto will ever be safe as long as there's an Okatsuki alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Momoshigi's inside of Barato, and we've seen him lose control plenty of times. So his whole goal is to kill Baruto. So he's now leading the whole world to believe that he is actually Naruto's natural born son and that Baruto killed him. Even though we all seen that he, you know, teleported a motherfucker to a whole like, right, dimension right, right. case no one, thing. No one else knows that except Baruto and Sarah. Ex- exactly. Which, okay, so I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all that and I've seen people theorize online that it's, that we gotta wait till the next chapter to know for sure. But I've seen people theorize that Sasuke also knows. Because I think he might be. I, I, they said that the reason that Sarada knows would they haven't revealed why, but people believe it has to do with the Shine guy. Uh, maybe, but I'm from from what I got from what I remember, what I gathered from the manga and from the anime. Sasuke can only like he was only ever in tune with the Okatsuki stuff because of the Renegon. The moment he lost it, he couldn't see Momoshiki anymore. Right, but I'm saying why does why does Sarada still know? I think it has something to do with her being in love with Baruto. I've seen that. Because Ida, Ida she, she actually flat out said that her her powers don't work on people who are actually in love. Like, who are, like, madly and passionately in love with somebody. Or some, or some shit, and their will and conviction toward that person is, like, undying or whatever. Oh, shit. It's supposed so to be... Sasuke could really start to believe that... Yeah. That... That, that the Kaguya is Naruto's son. Yeah. Because it, so it could be the love thing. It could be the love thing. But see, that, that's what killed... That's what... That's what I, I'm still on the fence about that theory too because she explained that and she explained that like not even a chapter or two before this happened, right? So Which it's could kinda, be why they were setting it up. Like yeah, that. exactly. But at the same time, it's just like you're telling me like no one else loved Baruto, not his teachers, not his little sister, not you see what I'm saying? Like so far, we don't know who in the world knows and who doesn't. Right. But it's just like 
Sasuke ain't have no love for Baruto. Right. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe it's not like passionate love. I don't know. Yeah, but but there was also a girl that that was in Baruto's class that's actually in love with Baruto too. Like she's been the, she's the class, been in the class, class president. president. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of just like I, we don't know who knows who doesn't yet. You know what I mean? For all we know, there's a group of people that know the truth, mm. right? But, but this they don't is essentially show. putting putting uh, Boruto in a rogue Shinobi in a rogue Shinobi, which explains some of like what we see later in, in, that, in that, in that flash. The, yeah, yeah, which I mean, I've seen a lot of people say this, and obviously, I still feel the same way about the beginnings of Boruto, and it, and it had its it, weak moments. But you know, this has really garnered a lot of interest from people. I see people really like the switch up is crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, the switch up is like yeah. Whether we, you like it or not, it's pulling in the attention yeah. it wanted. You know, what yes. I mean? and you know what they say, you know. <clears throat> Publicity is good publicity. You don't matter yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. you're good or bad. And obviously, the story is going to grow darker now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's, it's able to hold people that like reading the shit that I like reading, you know what I mean? You know, more into it. Because that, that was always my problem, too, was that it was a little soft. They kept so introducing now, this cyborg shit, trying to like mirror like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and shit. In my opinion, is what they were trying to do with this whole Android bullshit, right? It went from aliens to androids. You know what I mean? So, but but now, now I'm hoping that they start to. Go their own direction and get a little darker and whatnot, you know. Because still got it. We saw how he lost his eye, so we gotta we gotta figure out how he has an eye in that socket that's missing an eye. Where he got the handband from? Where he got the jacket from? Where he got the sword from? You see what I'm saying? So obviously Sasuke still has a lot to do with his story. Yeah. So may, maybe your theory's right. Maybe he does he does know the truth because of his shining gun. Maybe the shining gun does have something to play with it. You know? Maybe maybe the Uchiha blood or Uzumaki blood. You know what I mean? Have a lot to do with. You know what I mean? Knowing the truth, because they're both descendants of the Okazuki clan, so... Could be. Yeah. So. Could be that. And since they're so limited in, in clan members, you know what I mean? So his sister... So it still would only be a few people that know. Yeah, it'd be his sister, it'd be Sarada, it'd be Sasuke. Literally, them three would be the only ones that know. It'd be cool if, like, his sister remembered and he, and, like, he had to take his sister with him. And then they're like, the rogue Shinobi Boruto has kidnapped yeah, the daughter of Himawari the seven or whatever Hokage. her name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be. See, that shit is getting, it's getting yeah. lit now. They're, they're setting her up uh, for to be something strong. I don't know. She's, if she's always gonna... hit that hidden power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, because that uh, Ida or Ida, her little brother, can sense like battle potential from a person, right? Because his, his power is literally let. He pushes animosity back towards you. So, but he can sense battle like strength from people. Okay. And he sensed that she was like the strongest person within like a 10 mile radius or some shit and went at her to fight her and she was just looking at him like, what are you doing? And he's just like, where did that power go that you just had? So like he, he was, he had dialogue and Bartos was like, the fuck are you doing? Get away from my sister. And then that ended that dialogue but he was like confused as fuck by what he was looking at. He was just like, I don't understand. He was like, you have all that power. He's like, but you don't know how to use any of it. So I'm hoping it's more than just like the Byakugan. You know what I mean? And if it is the Byakugan, I'm hoping it's like Byakugan on steroids because it's like... Yeah, I was going to say, it's time we see like the Hyuga techniques really like be at the forefront again. Yeah. Where it's kind of like where we people had kind of wished Neji would be. Yeah. And then he kind of got killed. Had like the a, potential, but then they like rolled him off. He got killed shit. like yeah. a side character. Yeah, it fucking sucked. You know what I mean? Because he, he didn't really get to like shine as much as he could have. In right. my opinion, at least. I don't feel like they gave him the light, the the time of life that he needed. We didn't even get to see him. <coughs> we didn't get to see him. 24 bomb on Mod or Mod or nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, not like that, that bro. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't get to fully prove that the side branch is just as good as the main branch. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, like, he just, he proved that he had, like, the battle potential, but, like, he still died. You know, like, yeah. So that that's where the Baruto Ming is at right now. 
this next this next chapter hopefully answers yeah. some questions. And with the anime ending where it doesn't, like, I talked I talked to you about this off mic. Like that that just confirms that. Like people were saying like, oh, they're in the anime for this reason that reason. They're in the anime because it's too fucking close to the manga. Oh, for it's sure. Just, they like I don't understand like why like this is kind of like a thing we were talking about earlier with the Batman thing where it's like it's easy it's a Googleable thing. Yeah. But people will make up shit. And it's like, we've been going through this as anime manga fans for years. There's years, always man, a, years. this is, the, they're doing the filler over this because this is America and over there, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do filler. People used to say dumb shit like that. And it's like, no, bro, they're just doing the filler because they don't, they're, they, they, they need to distance themselves from the manga until the manga has gone far enough to where they can start adapting it again. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, this is literally the same thing with Dragon Ball. I don't understand what people go, like, you know, I don't get it. Like, dude, Dragon Ball's had like, three arcs since Tournament of Power, that's that's not a ton of shit to animate. Four arcs now, right? It's not a ton of shit to animate, but like if they get four, five, six arcs in, then it's like, okay, now we start, now we start the show back up at Moro. You know what I mean? By the time we catch up to Granola in the show, the book will be who knows where. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it's the same thing they're doing here with Boruto. So the Boruto manga is not ending, correct? No, no, no. So they're still coming out monthly. Oh, for sure, for sure, monthly. So we'll probably get you know Boruto Shippuden in that. You know what I mean? Obviously. No, I, I, I wouldn't even be mad if they named it that. No, the show was, you know, Naruto. The manga was just called Naruto, (coughs) but the show they they added Shippuden. Shippuden, so you can differentiate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the manga is all is literally chapter one through seven hundred for the Naruto story. Yeah. Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you want to see? do you want to see like some of the after effects, like like Barto on the run with Himawari or Insada and Sasuke potentially, or like do you want to see a lot of that after effects and still see him like having to deal with this shit as a 12, 13 year old, or do you want them to automatically jump to he's fifteen? No, no, I want to see some of the heartache. Okay. I, I want to see some of it. I mean, we we saw Naruto go through some of his heartaches at twelve. You know what I mean? I think it'd be a good like you know little homage here and there to, to yeah. the the you know the pre previous series. You know? Yeah. So. You know, like, he, he lost people when he was legit, you know what I mean, or whatever, you know, third Hokage and shit, and Sasuke left, right? You know what I mean? He he witnessed his first dead he, bodies during the Zabuza arc, he hasn't, he hasn't just lost his connections with the people in his village, but the village connections with the people in the other villages, the, the other world. Kage, yeah. the world, they're going to all see him and, as and this they criminal. Keep, they keep calling him the the world's most, like, yeah, the, the world's worst criminal or whatever the fuck, like, the most wanted criminal, there we go. He right. murdered the seventh. Yeah, the one for. who brought peace to the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one, the yeah, the one, the one previous superpower that was keeping everything basically intact. In you know I mean? yeah. That's another thing I wanted to ask you. Do you think that the the the, the five nations could, could turmoil break out in between them again? Specifically, if Naruto is missing and you see character like Kawaki and other characters pulling the strings behind the scenes. Absolutely. I think yeah. I, I feel like that has a lot to play into why like it, why it turns into such a huge battlefield at the end. Because when you when you see their beginning, right. And you see just... If this was always their plan, and they didn't just pull this out their ass, right? Mm-hmm. You see some of the, the villages have been destroyed. Some of the villages destroyed. You can't tell me it's just these two assholes fighting. You know what I mean? There's no way. Obviously, something's happening. There's obviously battle going on in the background. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Most of the villages are destroyed. They can't just be them too. There's no way. You know what I mean? Like, even with all their karma, they're not fucking pulling out a Susano or a Nine-Tilt Cloak Power. You know what I mean? They're not destroying the village with a couple of swipes. You see what I'm saying? Their power structure has obviously been, like, brought down a lot. They're still powerful. But there's no way they are the ones that destroyy the village alone. You know what I mean? So obviously there's some kind but of. But you never know because they could be background. more. They could be more powerful by that time, though. Nah, maybe, maybe I just don't see them really setting it up for it to be like just them two battling, like two giant like juggernauts fighting each other. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really see all that. Especially if if in, if in that time the world still um, remember what Boruto says in that in that line. He says 
I would have never imagined you'd gone this far, Kawaki. That, to me, indicates something else has happened. Because in that time, it's already been a couple years since he took Boruto's life from him and he sealed away the Hokage. I think Kawaki is going to do something else dangerous to potentially hurt the world. You know, of course, in his own mindset, he's going to be saving it. But he's going to do something else to hurt the Shinobi world itself. And I think that's why Boruto says, I never thought you would go this far. And that's why the destruction is around him. I think whatever Kawaki does, then... Is what leads to the destruction of the leaf. Uh, either way. That's probably when everybody will realize, like, holy shit. Fuck, Kawaki's a fucking villain. How do you, man, how do you come back from that? How do you, how do you, how do you, like, how do you move forward from that? Like, what do you, what do you like, how do you look at your student after that and be like, holy shit, we've been hunting down my fucking Naruto son this whole time? You know what I mean? Like, oh man, how do you, you know, how do you forgive that? You know what it, I mean? It would be tough. It'd be tough. But I think, again, I think they're, because this is essentially like a prince having his entire kingdom stolen. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And, like and sent after him. Yeah, because like yeah. everybody, because you remember how like they used to, they they did with the third Hokage and Konohamaru. They were always talking about like they were grooming him to be the next Hokage, mm -hmm. right? So obviously they choose who they want as Hokage, and they like, call Boruto Young Lord, and they call him Young Lord, and then they they were they were in the anime and some of the fillers they would talk about him becoming Hokage. He'd be like, Nah, fuck that. I want to yeah. be like Sasuke, right? But you know, it's still they and, had that idea. So like the prince energy was still there. You know, there's something I want to bring up too here. I, I literally, I swear, I literally watched Boruto the movie last night because I saw this news and I was like, well, I want to see something Boruto. Oh, so you watched the movie? You didn't yeah. watch the, an okay, the anime? I've seen closed. the anime. Okay. I've seen the anime okay. up until like beyond all that shit. Like, okay, so, so you saw the movie done as like, yeah, I saw, okay. yeah, okay. I saw them do the community right. exam long form and then I saw them do it short form. Okay, so like, there's something that said in that movie <laughs> where like Naruto and Sasuke have this bet where like Sasuke says he believes that Boruto is like Naruto and. Uh, you know, Naruto says, you know, he doesn't. He's like, I don't think he's like me at all. He's actually more like you. Right. And then he stops, though. He says, No, that's not right. He's not like you either. His stuff always looks brand new. And that is to say, like, yeah, he is a prodigy like Sasuke, but he's not. He don't have the. the he's not a hard the, worker. He's not a hard worker not like, like Sasuke. Sasuke. Yeah, Sasuke was a prodigy, but he's. Like, we saw behind the scenes, like, you know... The, yeah, like he had that, that he, dog in him. Yeah, like, he yeah. worked for what the yes. fuck he had. He had, had mean, that no absolute dog that. Yeah. in him. Yeah. Like, he had that absolute dog in him. So, I think now, and the, the, during that movie, it's like this bet, like, which one of them is going to be right? And first, Sasuke, when he sees that, like, Boruto is cheating, he's like, shit, maybe Naruto, you know what I'm saying? Maybe Naruto is right. Because at first, when he when he creates the little Rasengan, he's like, I'd be hard-pressed to even call that a Rasengan. Like, kind of, like, dissing it. But he was going to take him on as a student. Right. He still respected him. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take you on as my student. But then Boruto got in his feelings and went and go got that little device to cheat. Mm -hmm. So when he saw that, he was like, okay, maybe he's not like that. And I think by the end of that movie, you see that he's not entirely like either one of them. But he shares similarities of both. And I think that's what we're kind of headed for with his future. He isn't like this, you know, this the young up-and-comer, like, you know, the underdog kid like Naruto, but he's kind of been forced into, like, everybody. It's me against everybody. And, and kind of in a way that Sasuke kind of was, and he's been forced into being a rogue ninja, he's, but he's, he's not actually a rogue he's ninja. He's like Naruto that's taking the Sasuke route, kind of. He's, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. And I, I see them literally setting it up for this. Cause, like, kind of. Because he, he forgave Kawaki for killing him. Like, he asked Kawaki to kill him. And then when he was came back to life, he was like, nah, we're, we're friends. Right, right. Like, you're, you're the only one that, you're like my brother. You're the only one I could trust to do this. 
See what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 he is definitely both these personalities in one. He's he's right now he is Naruto that had to take a Sasuke route. Maybe maybe he's on the way to become. I know you probably hate that I mean to say this, but maybe he's on the way to become the ultimate shinobi. Maybe the ultimate shinobi is is the the balance between those two, the two greatest. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, compared to who now they depart the fuck out of Sasuke and Naruto. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Naruto comes. I just mean in terms of mentality. Oh, I was about to say, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back the strongest in the fucking world. Like, yeah, you know, you, you fucking ruined that already. You took away the two strongest in the fucking world. But well, I can't wait to see what they fucking got going on. But you ready for yeah, the last? Yeah, yeah. We're getting to this, this last couple of things. We had two, two major, 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 major deaths, man, in 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 our in our realm of entertainment, man. We we'll start off with Bobby Caldwell. Let's start with Bobby Caldwell. You know, that that shit took me by surprise. And I'm not even trying to be funny here. Like, Bobby Caldwell is such a legend. I ain't gonna, I'm not trying to be, I ain't trying to be fucked up. I heard Bobby Caldwell pass away, God rest his soul. First shit I said was, Bobby Caldwell's still alive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I ain't even gonna front, like, I, you know me, I'm not going names, but when I saw the picture right now, when I Googled it, I was just like, holy shit, he was still alive? I said the same shit you said. Dog. Dog. Did, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the singer that everybody thought was black? Until, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, because he had the okay. song, he said he had that song, What You Won't Do For Love. Okay. <laughs> what you won't do. Do for love. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. Great okay. song. Great, amazing, like best song? Amazing. Like the best song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You tried everything. Yeah, he was amazing. He was I, fucking I read, amazing. I don't know how true this was. I read that the recording studio did that on purpose. Well, they didn't want it to be known that, no, he, was that he was white. white. Yeah, yeah, so because the studio, they wanted so the covering be... of his of his album was like a blacked out version of him, like okay. a shadowy version of him. Okay, that's what I was Hey man, that's kind of fu- is. You tried it's smart. Everything. You, you know, you can, you can't get mad at that. It's actually really smart. Man, he was just an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. I saw Dave Chappelle like do like a tribute to him. A few days ago, that that was pretty cool. Like he was DJing like a tribute to him or something like that, and that was just super. Yeah, dope. I but, read something that that uh, I I think DMX I think said something one time before. He he performed the song. He performed. Okay, rest in peace, DMX too. But yeah, he okay. did. He performed. He, did, he, performed. he did what you won't do for love. <laughs> and it's, DMX is like it's like you try everything, <laughs> but you won't get love. Yeah, he was. What? He was yeah. What? <laughs> Okay, rest in peace, Dark oh my God, X, rest, Yes, rest in peace to both of these yeah. legends, man. Ah, too soon, bro. Too soon, too, man. Too, you know, yes, too well, soon. Bobby was kind of old. <laughs> Bobby was kind of old. But, but condolences. You know, but condolences. Yeah, I mean, it's family, always too soon for everybody. Yeah, thank I mean, you, yeah. Thank you for the for the music and the beautiful time that you gave us, man. <laughs> DMX performed. Like, that shit crazy. Though. Seriously, man. Thank you for that. That's man. how you know it was impactful, dog. Yeah, people like DMX singing this shit. Yeah, dude, that song is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so fucking. I mean, he's such an amazing artist, amazing voice, amazing voice. And then Sally, man, uh, this this shit just not this shit took me by a complete fucking oh, yeah. surprise. And we talked about this one. Broke my fucking heart. I opened my phone and seen that shit. I'm like, no, goddamn, man. Lance Reddick passed away. Fuck, man. That shit hurt me, man. Because <sighs> this is another another <coughs> instance. And, we know, right? We know. We, you know, besides the, like, I know you, I don't know, you know him from, you, you got your shows, he's been in so many things, we all have certain oh, things that yeah, we kind of yeah, like, but I know a lot of people know him from the John Wick series, a lot of people know him from his animated work, 
listen, this man's greatest. I ain't gonna say his greatest. I performance. didn't even realize we were listening to him half the time in the animated shit, dog. Right, because he's yeah, so he was so versatile. Oh, he has a fucking huge palette. But like, this, the thing is, a lot of people haven't seen what could be his greatest work, and that's in The Wire. The Wire. I mean, this man, he played Lieutenant Daniels. That role is so amazing, so central to the to the shit. I mean, you really. I mean, I'm watching shit. You really feel like he's a real lieutenant. Yeah. Like you feel like he. He's he, a great actor, bro. Amazing. And that's what I'm saying. Another. This is another amazing actor who, who unfortunately was why he was alive was criminally underrated yeah. criminally underrated I remember I think the first time I actually seen him do like 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 something like outside of the Wick series right might have been the Horizon Zero the Horizon Dawn video games they actually uh, used his likeness in that, that game too his voice and everything. Yeah, I believe they did. I think I believe he did that recently with that time travel game that had um, Sean Ashmore, the twin. Okay. What's I forget what it's called. But it was an Xbox <clears throat> exclusive. It was like S- Xbox Series X exclusive, whatever. He, wasn't he? He was Destiny in Destiny too, wasn't he? He was like well, a character, he, the main yeah, character. Yeah, he was Destiny. a big character yeah, in that. Yeah. yeah, he was a huge character in that. Man, he was a uh, Detective Clappers or uh, <laughs> Agent Clappers in fucking Paradise PD, dog. He did fucking great at that shit, dog. He's just he a, did so fucking great. He was the one of the main like he was like uh, King Farzar in that Farzar show they did. That was like a weird in the same universe thing as fucking Paradise PD, and he was just as fucking funny, dog. It's yeah, like. It, he, he was great. He had a diverse. I know it's not your type of show. You have to see him as Lieutenant Daniels. You gotta see him in The Wire. The Wire is just... You know, the two greatest shows of all time are The Sopranos and The Wire. Whichever one you want to say is better. It don't even matter. They're the two greatest shows of all time. And he was like central to The Wire. You know what? <laughs> I know... <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know it as a whole that Resident Evil show didn't do so well, but for the character that he played, I know he was supposed to play Wesker, but like his version of the dad that he played of Wesker, right, to the, those twin girls or whatever in mm-hmm. that show, he did phenomenally. The part that wasn't so hot was when he was actually like Wesker, in the, in the black Wesker. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that shit flopped. But the rest of it, when he was actually the dad scientist thing, that that was like, it, like you know what I mean, that had like that that like darker version of himself that nobody really saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did phenomenally. Damn, man. Yeah. That sucks, because that, that shit came as a fucking surprise. Like, are you kidding me? Like, was super surprise. 60 years old? 60 years old. And he years. looked fucking phenomenal. 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 Yeah, Brother looked phenomenal. For uh, I, have, I would I would have said maybe, like, early, mid-50s. Tops. You know what I mean? Tops. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, because, like... So... He is supposed to be in, um... Is, I'm wondering what's going to happen with that Percy Jackson thing. Remember, he was supposed to be Zeus. Huh. Wow, man! And they, they didn't start that yet, right? I that don't was, think so. I don't ah, think. Man, it, that, I think it was still in pre-production. So we'll never. That's something that we'll never get to see. Ah, man, which sucks. really sucks. Yeah, yeah you know, sucks. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about them having to do a recast. I know they have to do it, yeah, but I don't even want to. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's we'll for another, another day. Another yeah, day. Another I don't day. Even think about when we're ready. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think about that. Right that now. fucking sucks, man. We'll see. Are we gonna see him in John Wick Four? Yeah, we're gonna see him in John okay, Wick. Okay, so that, that, that would that'd be have, his last like I guess John Wick performance, probably, obviously. Right? But yeah. Unless he might have done some things we don't know about yet, because okay. a lot of times okay. actors, a lot of times actors have done Do a few little games, extra and shit, right? and then okay. we'll see them come out as they, as they, you know. So you know, hopefully we'll. But I can't wait to see him in John Wick Four. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I had a I had something here from um, I saw Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne spoke on it. Um, this is from Rolling Stone. Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, remember Lance Reddick at John Wick premiere. 
okay, maybe I won't be reading this because <laughs> Rolling Stone wants me to subscribe to read it and I ain't doing that. Oh, fuck so that. Let me see if I can find that, those quotes somewhere else, guys. <laughs> give, me, give me just a second here. You know. Okay, CNN. Keanu Reeves had his late co-star Lance Reddick on his mind and on his jacket label on, on Monday at on Monday night's premiere of John Wick Chapter 4. Reeves, star of the blockbuster franchise, spoke with the press about Reddick, who died, who died suddenly last week from natural causes at age 60. He was a beautiful, special person, uh, Reeves told CNN. He was a person of dignity and grace. I just feel really honored and grateful that I had a chance to have met him and worked with him. Reddick, who played Continental Hotel Concierge, uh, uh, how did you say his name in it? Is it Sharon? I have no idea. Sharon in the films appears in the fourth installment of the franchise, which debuts in theaters Friday. At the premiere, his co-stars wore blue ribbons in honor of Reddick. This is from the director, uh, Chad Stahelski. We are deeply saddened and heartbroken at the loss of our beloved friend and colleague, Lance Reddick. Um... And Reeves said in a joint uh, statement after the news of his passing, oh, the, uh, he was with the he was the consummate professional and a joy to work with. Our love and prayers are with his wife Stephanie, his children, family, and friends. We dedicate the film to his loving memory, and we will miss him dearly. Sheesh. damn man! Yeah, man. I was he's such a versatile actor. I was literally watching. I saw a clip of him. Uh, they were asking him about the John Wick character and like. A little bit of like uh, how in his mind how he believes him and him and the character that he works for how they met and he said actually like he's like in, in our head like offset like, on, like we have worked out in our heads like how it happened he broke it down like he wrote a whole backstory to his own character and he was like you know why the character speaks this way and stuff like that like he had a whole backstory this dude was phenomenal man like, this dude was phenomenal so we lost this fucking huge talent just a fucking huge talent we've lost, man. So, condolences to his family, man. Damn. Rest in peace, Lance Reddick. And anybody who hasn't seen The Wire, check it out immediately. I'm talking Lance Reddick. I'm talking Idris Elba. I'm talking, uh, I'm talking Wood Harris. I'm talking Michael B. Jordan. It's a lot of names in there. It's a lot of people in that thing. So, I'm telling you. Just amazing, amazing series. But rest in peace, Lance Reddick. I don't even got nothing that's bothering me this week because that's the shit that's bothering me. Yeah, man. I'm all, I'm all talked out right now. Yeah. This <laughs> motherfucker is sick. That's what's bothering him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, little turds on my brother's birthday got me sick. God damn. God damn, you little turd. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all right. It's... But is it time? Yeah, it's time, bro. You know what time it is. What time is it, bro? It's time. For what? For... Hold on. I'm doing this shit for Lance Reddick. <laughs> it's time for a shameless promotion, Mr. Wick. That's how he would say it. That actually wasn't that bad. Like, <laughs> I, I was going about the Kanye ass for doing this shit. Like, boy, he rolling in his grave at you right now fucking you to fuck off. I wouldn't fuck that shit no, up. But yeah. <laughs> but that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if it's the headphones or what, but that was actually pretty good. All right, Shout go out ahead. to Lance Reddick, man. But um, I'll go for doing reverse. Yeah, go ahead. Bro. Shameless go ahead. promotion, man. You will find me <laughs> on 
on Instagram at sunjg. That's S zero N J G S zero N J G. Very easy. Holy remember. shit! Very, <laughs> shut the fuck up. The I feel fuck. like you added extra letters this time. I ain't fucking extra letters. <laughs> it's the same. My shit been the same since episode one. Yo, fuck that shit complicated as fuck. Fuck out of here. My shit been the same since episode Why one. Why can't it just be Sun J G? Tick, dog? Why listen, you gotta man. add all the tick, zeros? Tick tock. <laughs> TikTok, John George is 96. <laughs> Three geeks in a pod on Facebook. That's spelled correctly. <laughs> I hate this motherfucker, man. God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Three geeks in a pod. Let me see if I can get it right before, I, before you do it. On Instagram, it's going to be three. The number three. Number three. Geeks. Underscore in <laughs> a underscore pod. Right, there we go. I knew hey, I was okay. gonna get that shit. Okay. I knew I was gonna get that shit. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's it for me, man. We got a couple of episodes actually dropping this. Week. Yeah, 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 that's gonna come. I mean, by the time by the time this that, to hear this, that should be out. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> All right, is that it? You got anything else? No, no, no. But I do want to ask you a question before you jump into your shit because yeah. I know you're gonna I know you're gonna tell us about everything you have. Uh, Going on in your art world. Let, let me let me ask. Are you about to ask me when I'm going to draw you? You fucking know it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking felt it. I fucking felt it. I fucking know it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I mean, so last week, right? You know, like I said, it was my brother's birthday over the weekend, so I had to take a break from some of the other stuff that I was doing, like the Deku, you know, my Hero Academia stuff, and the profiles that I've been, you know, watercolor painting, right? Gotcha. gotcha. So he asked for a custom piece. He had been asking for a while. I just kept putting it off. I had my vacation. He'd been asking since like my birthday. He wanted a custom piece. You know, I had that vacation, whatever, whatever, whatever. I I crammed it all into like Thursday and Friday, me doing that art piece. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to do the profile stuff, but I am choosing. This week to do a profile thing. Maybe you're the winner. Maybe you're not. <laughs> you know how you can make this shit up to me? <laughs> you can make this shit up to me. Making me wait this long. This is what you do. Draw a picture of me and you as Sam and Dean from, from, from Supernatural. And I, and I want to be Dean. <laughs> you draw me as Dean. I, I, I'll send you what weapon I can be holding. Okay. And you be Sam because you got the long hair. You be Sam. You taller too. So you Sam. I'm not taller than you. You is taller than me. Nah. What you talking about? I'm like 5'11". You tell me you're a comfortable 6'1 or some shit like that. You always tell me that shit. We're going to figure this shit out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Continue, Shane, to promote yourself. I'm sorry. Right. Y'all can go ahead and find me on uh, Young Wolf Art. It's not just, you know, all spelled out correctly. Real Young simple. Wolf Art. Real simple. No underscores. No numbers. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I just I just uh, put the video up not a couple days ago of my of the piece that I made for my little brother. It was a cultural piece, a Puerto Rican piece. Uh, I did that with watercolor and some acrylic markers. Yeah, that was um, nice. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people liked it at the party. I'm still still working on the deco piece, and I'm still working on a couple of commissions out here. People that are listening, I did not forget. It's just again, I had the there was a couple things I had to do first. Still working on those commissions though. And then yeah, just follow us on our Instagram page or whatever you know the podcast. Sure. Show some love, you know. Share, comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. So I can cuss you the fuck out. On both pages. Yes. All right. I think that's it. That's it, bro. I think it is. Yeah, we hit all the marks. Hell yeah! All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Yes, sir.